Oh my god, I'm so excited for the dance. Has anyone seen my birth control? It looks like a buddy coat hanger. Has anybody seen my Valtrex? My pussy's out of control. Good news, ladies. Your dates are here. But bad news. It's the Horrible Horror Podcast. Here comes the spooky! Yeah, I bet you want to see a dog vomit up a bunch of slugs. Well, in the meantime, listen to my buddy. What's going on, all you chuds and chudettes? Here comes the Spookies back with episode 62? Yeah, fuck it. Sure, why not? 69, Tonight, dude! we're going to talk about Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins and Tom Atkins. Yeah, deal with it, bitch. So sit back, relax, tie that buddy to your chair, and make him listen to your second favorite podcast. What's going on, everybody? I am your host, Cincinnati Jeff, a.k.a. Salsa Von Handsome. Nobody's ever called you that. My mom does. Yeah, okay. Uh, And with me, that voice right there, that disembodied voice, is my best friend, the other guy that can't live near schools with me, Nachos McWerewolf. Nachos, how you doing, buddy? How are you doing this Wednesday night? You remember when we used to do this shit? On weekdays and like double down fucking two episodes a night. Yeah. I'm glad we don't do that anymore because that kind of fucking sucks. My liver appreciates it. Ah, My brain does more oh, trying to work that hard oh and think god. that much. Yeah, no. That's, at two in the morning when you're that drunk. Oh my god. It's like, I have to go to schoolwork, dad, tomorrow, town, go do now. And I'm like, yeah, four, let's do beer snips. Let's do the <laughs> snip beer. <laughs> Uh, so we are we're coming to you on a on a weekday That's because right. we, we were, love you. We were going to do this uh, last weekend, but uh, uh, the Jeff Clan came down with the flu, and we were going to have the horrible horror guys on as special guests here in the Fart Factory, deep in the bowels of Planet X. But uh, one of them was exposed to COVID. I fucking had the flu. It just didn't work out. So uh, here we are now in the middle of the week, getting drunk. And uh, doing the damn thing. Doing what we do best, motherfucker. Getting drunk with your friends, talking about fucking horror movies for all our wonderful listeners. Mm-hmm. Except for Matt Huey. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. You're a peach. Well, before we-, <laughs> <laughs> well, we get started with the episode, you know we got to talk about some news. News and stuff. Patronizing the Patreons. <laughs> Maybe that's a new segment. First up on our list here, Freddy's Nightmares, an Elm Street series. Yeah, boy. Is now available on Toomey's Tubi. Or Tubi. not Tubi. So get off your fucking ass and watch that shit before it disappears again. It's motherfucking free. So what was this? A couple months back, it was like it was on Shudder. It was like Screenbox or something like that. Yeah. It was like the bloody disgusting version of Shudder. It's still there. They're oh, still advertising it. Cool. You're not Shudder. No, dude. And... I was thinking about this earlier. This show is probably the best TV adaptation anthology uh, from a horror franchise because uh, Friday the 13th, the TV show, fucking dog shit, was ass. Sorry. Uh, You know what? I got to spank you automatically. The Purge TV show is pretty good. I've never seen it. Oh, and the Child's Play show is pretty good. And Ash vs. the Evil Jed. I said anthology. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. 
anthology-based show. Yeah. Because don't get me wrong, Tales from the Crypt, that, that's that's in a fucking tier all its own, right? Bring it back. The original Tales from the Dark Side, again, same thing. But like when you incorporate a big franchise like this and you want to do an anthology show, this is the fucking way that you've got to go. Because it has Freddy like Mercury featured in several episodes. He's in the he's in the intro of almost I think all of them. And some of them are Freddy centric episodes. They're they're you know episodes basically little there's, side stories. There's only a couple about Elm Street. So that's really badass. The first episode uh, no more Mr. Nice Guy is actually a prequel to the entire Elm Street franchise. It's all about the Springwood slasher on trial and a search warrant wasn't properly fucking signed. So he gets off scot-free. It's played. He's played by Bobby E. Yeah. Sans makeup. It's directed by Toby Hooper. So I, I went back and I just rewatched it and it's, you know, it's cool, but canonically it kind of shouldn't be there because we all know that Donald and what's fucking Nancy's mom like Mitzi or something yeah. Marge! Marge Marge tell her drunk Marge fucking <laughs> broke your bottle of bumpy face drunk mom out of vodka uh, I could just sit here and get nice and she says a word you don't use for drunk like nice and smash <laughs> blitz faced blitz <laughs> My football team watered down like you, mom. You Ooh. big old fucking lush. See that? That's actually good. Anyway, so it's not Donald or Marge, uh, you know, because fucking like you were saying, mommy straight up had the claws in the basement and the hat. Mm-hmm. The whole kit and kabuto. Oh no, no, no! Did she have the hat? No, she had. Uh, no, because Nancy brought the hat out. Yeah, she's like, sorry about your hat, Freddie. Yoink. Yeah, mom had the claw, the glove. Um. Yeah, and so anyway, like. Spoiler, just go watch the fucking show. You've only had 30 years to do it. Yeah, the, the Thompsons aren't in it. No, the Thompson twins are not in it. Um, But they do solder um, Freddy's bones in the trunk of a Cadillac, like in part three. Uh, there we go. Get it out. Um, But it's fun. Don't be an idiot. Watch it. Yeah, for real. Because as a horror fan, let me tell you, I can tell you that like this thing has been non-existent on streaming up until pretty much this year. Yeah. And like there were no DVDs sets of it there were a couple of vhs's so like anything that you got was you know bootlegged i'm yeah i was gonna say if you and go to the ripped con. off tv now don't get me wrong this hasn't been cleaned up from the negatives or anything no. and it looks like it was filmed on videotape yeah so like the quality isn't good and it's a tv show so the special effects aren't great it was it was an hbo no this was just dude you could watch this on regular ass tv like 10 o'clock and i mean dude for what it's worth the gore's pretty good like you know, no, this started off like prime time, and then mom and dad are like, whoa, little Skippy can't Because I thought it moved to a cable channel for this, because there's only two seasons. It's like 44 episodes total. That's still pretty good. I just know, uh, and this show is fucking littered with like 80s horror movie alumni. Like, I was watching the third episode. It's Laura Park Lincoln of fucking Friday the 13th, VII fame, and then fucking Tom McLaughlin's wife, old girl from fucking part six in the same episode. I'm like, wow. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. That's a neat. 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 I haven't, I haven't uh, housed through, uh, I haven't, I've only ever watched them sporadically. Uh, I've never watched the entire series. Uh, guilty there, but I need to. Maybe we should. Well, it's fucking available. I'm definitely going to. Maybe we should watch a couple episodes every now and again. And then maybe, maybe review them or talk something. about it. Yeah, talking about Freddy. I do like the first one a lot because again, it's the prequel, but it does have its weird moments. Like Freddy seems to have predator vision. Mm hmm. Yes. That's yes. Weird. Sexual predator vision. <laughs> 
It's like the Evil Dead, but it's a it's a dick in his hand. <laughs> hey man, I know you you're talking about the news and shit, but uh, on Friday the thirteenth, that Evil Dead game pops out. Yeah, it does. You see any gameplay of that? No, I haven't. Looks pretty dope, man. And they gave fucking um Cheryl, you know Ash's sister, a fucking thick dump truck ass. Nice. And I'm like, okay. I'm That's like a mix from all the all the franchise, too, dude. Right? Yeah, you they like cherry pick from every franchise. You get like what? Not Eric the Red, but you get whatever the fucking red dude, and you get not King Arthur, which you guys scolded me on the fucking Army of Darkness episode. I want. Uh, I just want a rusty chain. Uh, no, you get Pablo. He's a healer, of course, and you get Kelly, and she's a fucking. She's like a range. I don't know. It's the shit looks cool. You get a bunch of ashes, and uh, I don't know, man. I'm fucking pumped. It looks good. Do you get the girl ash from the remake? Uh, no, Mia's not there, but there is talk of DLC characters, so it's only a matter of time. And plus, like, if that new Evil Dead movie's coming out, maybe they'll drop whoever the fuck's in that. But, you know, I'm I'm down. down. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, Next up, principal photography is scheduled to start this summer on Scream 6. And Ah! Bloody Disgusting learned that Scream 2022 stars Melissa Barra, who is Sam. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we've got Mindy. Chad and Tara are all confirmed to return in the next Scream film. According to the article, in the brand new movie, the Scream saga continues with the four survivors of the Ghostface killings as they leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter. No mention of any of the legacy characters returning from Scream for Scream 6 at this time, though Courtney Cox did recently indicate that she will be back. It is uh, set to release next spring, March 3rd. Breaking news! I just found out fucking Harry Pendelecki, or whatever the fuck her name is, you know, the little kid, Hayden, the cheerleader. Hayden Panettiere? Yeah, that one. Uh, Kirby, she's Harry gonna be... Harry Pendelecki? Yeah, that's fucking uh, dude from Supernatural. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so she's in that shit. And oh wait, no, are, are they seriously gonna call it Scream 6? I don't know what it's going to be What kind of a fucky would that be if it's just called Scream 6? <laughs> and then like, then we have to call it fucking Scream 5, which, by the way, the real fans call it fucking Scream 5. Yeah. Don't even fucking kid yourself, you jagoffs. That's just stupid. <laughs> Jagaloons. Fucking jabronis. Currently, tentatively right now, it's being called Scream 6. I don't know if it's going to have like a little scream a tagline or anything. But it sounds like they're not going to be in Woodsboro. Okay. Which, you know... I'm not mad at. I saw a lot of people bitching, like, "Oh, it's not set in Woodsboro." It's like, well, yeah, neither was Scream Two or Three. Or three. <laughs> you fucking mooks. Uh, so, I mean, uh, at this point, uh, you know, two fifths of the franchise haven't been fucking set in Woodsboro, so I think it'll yeah. be okay. Oh, sorry. You know, I, I heard, I heard a fun little anecdote that Kevin Williamson was like penciling a draft of Scream, uh, well, I guess it was five at this point, because I don't think he had much to do with four. And if anybody uh, wants to call me out, you know, because you don't think not just Mick Werewolf knows his shit, we'll go ahead and call the hotline number. Cincinnati Jeff, what's that number? 704-666-2814. What's that number again? 704-666-2814. And if you think you're a, a, a real tough barroom brawler that could fucking punch my tits off or fucking stick my dick up my ass and make me walk around like a teapot why don't you call in and let us know damn bitch okay because <laughs> i'm yeah. a big tough man sometimes i i go pee pee standing up and i can tie my own motherfucking shoes <laughs> sometimes at the same time just, baby dude I, stop doing that because i have to clean that fucking bathroom I, and I, that's why that's everywhere well see you can multitask because you could complain and clean up my piss <laughs> at the same time <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. No. Okay. Scream. Back to that real quick before I interrupted myself. 
with my own stupidity. With my own pee-pee story. <laughs> my own stupidity. Well, I like wieners in my butt. That's true, I do. I th- do we got a button for that? <laughs> I need to make a button for that. I, th- I swear to God, I thought that was a thing. Uh, I think I deleted it by accident. That's all right. I'll bring it back. So, Kevin Williamson went to fucking Harvey Kid fuck. Listen to Orange Joe. I got that so, button. Oh, we know that one. <laughs> uh fucking so he went to weinstein about it and he's like so what if julia roberts character like they never find out she's the killer and so it kind of erica roberts what i say julia roberts yeah what's her fucking name in the the shit mean bitch <laughs> other me go to what's what's her fucking character in the movie oh uh let's see kirby's hayden pan tear she's uh oh my god fucking mean that's what she is she's a mean sydney's cousin not sydney yeah Okay, other Prescott. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, because she's uh, on the mom's side, so she's not a Prescott. She's, uh, uh, you know what? I'll jump to the Google real quick. Actually, uh, you do that while I fucking uh, ramble on. Maureen uh, Roberts. R- Ren- oh, Ren- Ro- okay, so anyway, uh, it, so it's supposed to Oh, fo- my God, is her last name Roberts? No. Here, I'll Google that shit. I'll look it up. All right, so anyway, it was supposed to mirror, like, Scream 2 and 3, but, like, the whole time... The fucking, you know, legacy characters didn't know she was the killer. So, like, the third one was they find out, and it was going to be, like, Dewey and Sydney and fucking Gail. She's Jill. Jill Roberts. Jill She Roberts. is Jill Roberts. Yeah, because that's, that's Maureen's mom's maiden name. God, is she such that bad of an actor they have to give her her own last name? Well, no, she was I, pretty good, though. Because I, I had to sit for a second. I'm like, all right, it's not. Rena Reynolds is her stage name. Yeah. That's her fucking 70s rape name. Mm, yeah, that's uh, a <laughs> Melton. Melton. We had a Melton? <laughs> anyway, so the last bit was it was going to be the legacy characters don the scream mask and hunt her down and try to kill her for being, you know, fucking terrible. And that would have been kind of cool. But she dead. Yeah, she's dead as fuck now. <laughs> what was the last words? It's like she before she held the defibrillator up to her head, it's like, clear so i don't know whatever go watch scream 4 you fucking that's a fun fucking movie dude. yeah if you don't like scream 4 how about uh drink a 40 a piss and if you think you don't like scream 4 why don't you call the hotline number uh, 704-666-2814 what's that number again cincinnati jeff 704-666-2814 you don't have to say it every time i say it no we have to <laughs> so i can remember i know what it is every time somebody leaves work i tell them Tell them about us in the outside world. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell them about me on the outside. Yes, tell them of the legacy. Uh, so we talked earlier about uh, horror movie TV shows. Uh, De- Devin Sawa will be back for season two of the Chucky TV series in, in a third unnamed role. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Let it be another brother. Let it be another brother. Yes. Like, it's that ridiculous that I fucking want it so bad. I don't want to say Doom in blackface and like, oh, it's my brother from another mother. It's like, no. <laughs> like but he's my brother, but my brother. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know, man. So, Chucky, I thought it was going to kind of be dumb. And it started off, I mean, I'm sure we spoke of this in detail, but I'll do it again because I don't give a fuck because I melted my brain today. So, uh, start out a little slow, a little too degrassi, but when it gets there, man, strap in, dude. Dude, it, gets it does. It does. It, it hits, like... Uh, Mancini wants you to know that he's gay. Oh, uh, yeah, guys, if you didn't know by now, Don Mancini, <laughs> gay, gay as fuck. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, I have no problem with it. But damn, that's it's like almost every other fucking word in there. I think they say that 
more than they talk about killing. I do love how Chucky's like, it's okay. I got like a trans kid. Yeah. It's, it's, and uh, I'm a fucking monster. Yeah, <laughs> I love him and I'm a fucking monster. That is a good fucking scene. You think they'll bring uh, Glenn Glinda back in? Because I think like season okay, we're just uh, Would a, you be a mad? character shows up from the movies no, it's in Glenn the show Glenda. about the movie. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. I don't know. Fucking yeah, dude, bring it in. Maybe let's have a little more of that character. Bring them back. I'd be fine with it. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Like that wasn't the worst. Glenn Glenda was not the worst part. Oh no, no, Curse of Chucky. It was just a little too meta for its own good. Yeah, and like, it, what the fuck was the ending? So. Glenn Glenda is a human now or something. I'm not even going to fuck. Jennifer Tilly has possessed uh, or Tiffany has possessed the real Jennifer Tilly and she had Glenda okay. possess twins, a girl. Okay. Now I, I think I, it's red man's baby. Oh, okay. Oh. So Glenda is also part black. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they're going to get a new, got to get a new actress. I mean, cause we've had two more Chucky movies since then, and they didn't really try to pick up any of that storyline. The only, I can't blame the only mention of Glenn Glenda was Chucky throwaway. Like I got a kid. All right. And, well, and I don't mind that he's gay or whatever the fuck he says. Yeah, no, I just know they handle it very fun. And, you know, you're not expecting this fucking level of exception or exception from a fucking Killer doll. <laughs> well, see, this is what you get when you have creative control of, of your, your own franchise, property. Yes, right? dude. That's good shit, though. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes he fucking shoots for the moon, and uh, he's smelling his own farts, but dude. All in all, not bad. The Child's Play franchise, continuity-wise, is fucking just fantastic. Yeah, I'm fine with that, dude. Bring me another directed video fucking movie. Those last two were pretty good. And uh, uh, Brad Dorff's daughter, like, oh, my God. Looks just spot on. Well, she's probably going to look a little different in this next season. Oh, we'll, we'll, like, oh yeah. We'll look see. like a we'll flipper see. baby. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> good reference, dude. <laughs> God, I don't think we said flipper baby on the podcast yet. <laughs> well, we, That's a first. We have now. Cheers. Yeah, good save. Good save. <laughs> I hit them both just in case people get it. Would you hit them with your fucking flipper hand, baby? <laughs> <laughs> was that was that spider baby? It's like, no, bitch. Fucking flipper baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a prequel to the show Flipper. Flipper Baby. It's Flipper. It's like Muppet Baby. Oh, man, Flipper's dead. <laughs> Bud, Bud, quit trying to glue a fucking M80 in Skipper's blowhole. It's still my favorite fucking line for nothing but trouble. Oh, Flipper's dead? What the fuck is that in? They're still the trouble because they're fucking driving through the oh, Hollywood Pet Cemetery yes. on the way to fucking yes. the, the movie, judge's house. The movie we did with... Uh, Aaron Mr. Samples. And, and Chris Samples. Yeah. That was good fun. Uh, that was a good movie. All right, let me derail you a couple more times. Go ahead, try. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, last thing I got here on this list, since uh, it's, this is Friday the 13th week, right? And we're not doing a Friday the 13th movie because the we schedule got all fucked up. And we are getting extremely drunk this yes. Friday the 13th and watching fucking nothing but Friday the 13th movies. I have compiled a list here of my favorite one-star Amazon reviews for the first four movies in the franchise. Oh, hit me, baby. All right. So I pulled these. I read through a shit ton of them this week, and I pulled what I thought were at least my favorites. Okay. Uh, there was there was some gold out there, but, but uh, man, th these nuggets right here. First up for Friday the 13th, the original, Matthew Gimble in 2020 titled his review, Pure Garbage, but <laughs> not in a campy way. Oh, 
If you saw this earlier in life, I can understand the nostalgia factor. But as a 33-year-old watching this movie for the first time in 2020, it is undoubtedly one of the worst horror movies ever made. 100% pure garbage from start to finish. There is literally no single piece of positive feedback I can give. I just want to do like that last bit from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back where they spend their like Hollywood movie money to fucking fly around and just kick the shit out of everybody. <laughs> That's uh, that's what I would like to do. Yeah, these, I didn't pick these because they were like funny. It was just like because they would say shit like this. It's like, oh, at at for the majority of that decade, this was the number one horror franchise. But you're right, yeah, total fucking garbage. Uh, then there was a second one that just fucking made me chuckle. Uh, it's a three word, <laughs> three word uh, review by Trip Mullinax in 2020 titled "It Was Okay," and he wrote, "It was okay, one star." Uh, one star does not merit okay. I think one star you might classicalize as a, like total dog shit. One star, not it was just okay. So Friday the Thirteenth Part Two by J Ray Twelve in twenty twenty titled his review. You've got to be kidding me. He wrote, "Okay, the first one was a cheap ripoff of Halloween." But this one has got to be one of the worst horror films ever made. At least the first one had a fascinating killer and a decent plot. The second installment is this cruddy series of horror movie knockoffs. And once again, about a bunch of teenagers who work at a camp and get slaughtered one by one. Oh, the formula that has worked for ten fucking sequels. Jason is a pitiful excuse for a killer, and his character is obviously a knockoff of Michael Myers. If you want a true slasher movie, go for Scream or Halloween. Even The Fog and Prom Night are better than this. I'd give this zero stars, but the lowest I can go is one. Did you see Prom Night? (laughs) It kind of fucking sucks. It's not. It's not. It's not great. Okay, that disco song is dope as fuck. got Leslie Nielsen in it, though. Prom Night. Everything is so bright. I go Terror Train if I'm gonna go. Man, not a lot of gore in Terror Train. Early Jamie Lee. All right, fair enough, fair enough. But it's it's an interesting plot. It's on a train, so that's a unique setting, and it's got David Copperfield in it for some fucking reason. Yeah, they run a they run a train on David Copperfield. (laughs) Uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three by Kindle Customer in 2016, titled their review: Jason, please retire. Too many of these have been made. Takes all the intrigue away. Gets ridiculous. You know what's going to happen next. One star. Yeah, yeah. This is th- they wrote that on the third movie. By the third movie, they're like too many of these fucking movies. Too many. Uh, so did did this man? At you some- got you got nine more to go. Yeah, strap in, fucko. <laughs> uh, so at some point, did he like? detour from the citizen kane fucking board or something you know the <laughs> godfather maybe jaws yeah you fucking know what you're getting into with a friday the 13th movie it's like going to mcdonald's and not expecting to get a fucking cheeseburger <laughs> this one fuck this one was my favorite all right uh part four had some really interesting one-star reviews uh this one uh part four <clears throat> uh the final chapter by captain america in 2020 wrote what who can't love a cheesy, unrealistic, over-the-top slasher flick? That's the point. But this is hilarious. There has to be at least some effort. The killer can have the weakest motivation, but there at least has to be some motivation. There has to be an iota of a plot. You see, movies are supposed to be for the audience. If you like the movie, great. More power to you. But there is very little effort put into this. There were two writers. There was a director. Crispin Glover delivers... Because, of course, he does. Corey Feldman shaved head is hysterical. Jason is somehow psychic. He kills Sam in the shower, runs outside, throws an axe through the front door, counting on the next victim to be there. 
Did the dog jump out the window? Was he pushed? Ending. Some movies should leave questions unanswered. In 2001, Unforgiven, No Country for Old Men, those are good examples. Perhaps I'm just thinking too hard. Yar. What's worse in the filmmakers believed audiences would enjoy this? It's not good. It's not bad. This is, or it's not so bad it's good. This is very, very bad. And I've seen Grandma's Boy. One star. So, not unlike Steve Rogers, this dude sounds like an old fucking virgin. So, like I said, do you know what you're getting into? Plot. Fucking plot. <laughs> it's like Crispin Glover delivers. Delivers fucking what, dude? Doesn't deliver his fucking dose of spaz medication because <laughs> did you see the dance? I've never watched Friday the 13th Part going and go, man, Crispin Glover really stealing the show from everybody. I just talk about his shitty fucking spastic dance. I mean, that's it's legendary. It's moving around like a fucking flipper, baby. <laughs> a tased flipper, baby. <laughs> For real, though, was that dog push? Uh, no, I think Gordon got the fuck out of Dodge. He's like, I see what happened to these white people. I'm out, badoosh. So then I, I found one more small one for part four by Charles G. Johnson. That's a stupid name. He wrote in 2020. Uh, Chuck Wiener's his name. And I'm going to butcher this because it's in the, the titles in German. So Ein Stuck Scheiße, which translates from German to piece of shit. Uh, a bunch of kids and even a family you wouldn't care about in a million years. Watch your next for a better movie. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry the gore wasn't realistic enough for you. Your people only did the fucking Holocaust, <laughs> so shut your <laughs> ass up. Watch your next over this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't hate Wait, what? next. That No, that's like... It's like the... Fucking, that, that's like watching Muppet Babies and then going to the Road Warrior. There's no correlation. There's like no a, connection. It's like a weird dinner fucking, like, it's like fucking. The uh, Strangers meets Clue? Yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Yes. All right, exactly. we can run with that. Oh, so, yeah, there's some of your worst of the worst <sighs> one-star reviews. Um, that's a good bit. Thank you. But was, uh, was, uh, was your guest to uh, your, your fucking goal to rile your co-host? <laughs> Don't be talking shit on my Fridays, baby. <laughs> I borrowed the idea from the Horrible Horror Podcast who couldn't be here, so I did it for him. Yeah. Ah, that's funny. They're on my search list. All right. Uh, any news from the fucking uh, Mick Werewolf? Uh, Touch it, suck it, or fuck it. Nothing, nothing to interrupt I got with? Nothing. I got nothing, Chief. Okay. Uh, then we're going to go ahead and patronize the Patreons. <laughs> Yeah, this is a new uh, bit. Let's go. Especially those at the $10 Cool Brewster tier. We want to say go to hell to Tom Aerosmith. Oh, the worst. To Matt Huey. Uh, I, I've already said it. To the Atomic Scarecrow. Uh, Just die. To simple, gentle Ben Touch It Welly. I can't even talk bad shit on him because he's like the nicest dude. He is. But what that butthole do, girl? <laughs> we got to tell that story on air sometime. That was good. <laughs> Noslin 80. Uh, I don't know him well enough, but I probably don't want to. John Mitchell. Oh man, it, it's like if you could put a magical hat on a pile of dog shit and it could come to life. There you go. Yeah, if there was a guy out there whose wedding I'm going to ruin in about a couple weeks, I bet you he fucking uh, puts baby chicks in his shoes and just kicks them in and walks around with little dead babies <laughs> on his feet. Uh, Tedis Duras, that guy's okay. Uh, Paul Harmon, I still gotta make him drink. Uh, but Chugga Boone's farm. And then Aaron fucking Southworth of the Horror Horror Podcast. Uh, I Thank wish she you. was here in person so I could say mean things. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big tough man. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. That's your that's your I'm a big tough guy. Yeah, I'm a big tough guy. Don't even look at me. I'm a big tough man. Uh, uh. 
All right, but hey, before we move on to that, I want to go to the phones. We've got some voicemails. Oh, no shit. That's the that's wrong a, button. That's a bonger, <laughs> sir. <laughs> go to the phones. Thrill me. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. All right, we have we have a new voicemail. I didn't get the chance to play it on the last episode, so here we go. Hey there, Duke of Spook. It's Aaron Southworth from the Horrible Horror Podcast. And uh, I've just been enjoying your podcast so much. You know, and I'm glad I got guy. a chance to meet you guys. But, man, Cincinnati Jeff, you can be pretty mean and nacho sometimes. I swear, if nachos are drowning, you'd throw him both ends of the rope. You know, whenever he's down, you don't hit him when he's down. You kick him. I mean, it's pretty rough. But nachos, you know, may not be the smartest. May not be the sharpest tool in to the shed. You know, he knows a lot about horror movies, but man, sometimes I think if that guy fell into a barrel full of titties, he'd come out sucking his thumb. <sighs> Must be hard to work with sometimes. Anyway, here's your joke. Who is the best dancer among all monsters and ghosts? The Boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys, keep it up. Doing great work. Bye bye. Am I? Am I? Am I too mean to you? Am I too mean to you, giant fucking idiot? Tell me, tell me. Dude, I don't know. Like, why'd you get second place in the how to suck your own dick contest? <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm not on my fucking A game tonight, but whatever. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. This yeah, is yeah, a, yeah. This is a fucking it's hump day, you yeah. fucking cock goblins. Oh, I hate people who say hump day. Fucking hump your mouth all day. I'm going to stop the show right now. All right, professional. <laughs> all right. Oh, we're still going? Well, when... <laughs> When, where was the first time you saw this movie, Nachos? Shit, dude, that's a good question. Uh, I just feel it's always been that way. I re- How about you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just saying, I remember it like being on USA Up All Night, but that's not I, I watched I, yeah, it. Yeah, I, I didn't catch it then. I think it, this was like a... I think this or is one of the... Monster Vision. I feel like this is one of those hidden gems that got, you know... Fuck. Oh, you know what it was? You know what it was? Fred Decker, the director of this film, also did another movie called Monster Squad. And if you don't know what Monster Squad is, you're fucking wiggity wiggity whack, and I hope you get jizz on your back. Uh, and so, growing up, I loved Monster Squad, and I heard this dude did another one. You know, when I started getting into, like, my proper horror movie knowledge kind of shit, it was like, oh, Tom Atkins is in this? And then, uh, I don't know, I just, I saw it one night, I think. I think I fucking, like, got it from Blockbuster or something. And, uh, goddamn, this movie. How about you, bud? Uh, so sad to say that this was not one that was on my radar back in the day. Like, like I said, I, I was aware that it was on like a, either monster vision or USA up all night. Like I caught a bit part of it towards the end. I remember like the slug things and at the time I really wasn't into like cool things, be monster movie kind of things. I, I wanted more slashers. That's just my fucking bread and butter, man. This is kind of where I go. I am mad right? at it. Second. My second class, favorite class is like haunted house movies, you know, like The Haunting and shit like that. Haunting's pretty good. Yeah, or uh, the fucking Changeling. Dude! Uh, also, George why e. the Scott. fuck is it called The Changeling? I don't know. Why is there a ball in it? Why is there balls fucking hanging out right now? Oh, you know what? That reminds me of something. Check this out. <laughs> what? What is that? It's a Band-Aid on my crotch. Yeah, why? my pubic area. Because, oh my uh, God, what the fuck happened there? Yeah, so man, I was fucking using my Manscaped boy toucher laser or whatever the <laughs> fuck that thing's called. And son of a bitch, it bit me like a fucking Vietnamese parrot. It just took a chunk out of me. Is that true? That's so serious. Allegedly. Allegedly, is it's true. And uh, that's weird. It's like, man, I don't know. I just can't trust 
Manscaped. No, anymore. absolutely. Uh, my I bought one for my my stepfather. Yeah, for his birthday a okay. few months ago. He let it charge too long one weekend. Oh, and it fucking became sentient and raped him. Oh no. Is, is that true? Allegedly. Oh, man. Uh, so is that why your dad was walking like a cowboy? That's why I don't want to use Manscaped anymore. I can tell you that. Ever. I, so uh, a couple weeks ago, I stole your shit because I'm poor. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I thought I'd upgrade from the broken bottles I get behind Arby's. And so I nicked my fucking bag real good. And I went to use some of the Manscaped uh, cock powder or whatever. And... I'm sterile now. My fucking nutsack turned inside out. Oh, my God. Is that true? Uh, allegedly. Okay. It looks like a blooming onion. <laughs> I was not paying attention when I was using mine the other day, yeah. and I swear that it, it it shaved a swastika into my balls. Oh, no. Is yeah. that true? Allegedly. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, man, so, like, I was fucking doing a handstand upside down in my shower in the dark. And the uh, little the strobe light made me have an epileptic seizure, and I plunged my Manscaped shaver all the way into the depths of my anal canal, and now I think I'm German. Is that true? Allegedly. Yeah, so after the first time I used it, right, I thought everything was good, everything was fine, but like seriously, like, a, like three, four months later, I started sucking cock. Whoa, is that true? Allegedly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Man, so like... uh. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Manscape. Yeah. Yeah. How about like... I was going to say manscape these balls, but, but that's no, what you do. That's how we got in this mess in the first place. Is that true? Allegedly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... You know what they fucking did. This movie... Uh, this is like he's saying. Uh, sad to say that I, this, again, wasn't on my radar. So it was... Uh, about 20 years after it came out and you were like dude fucking i know you love tom atkins watch this movie and i didn't i fell fucking in love with it like, is that true over heels absolutely 100 okay actual true so uh what was that 2006 2007 somewhere around there Safe to say 2008 before i got married right before i got married okay so, yeah you came over we fucking watched it and i was like this is great we were drunk i was like let's watch it again and you were like okay and i'm like let's play butt slugs how do you win <laughs> well there's a slug yeah. you had that uh the sony TriStar Blu-ray thing or whatever. Oh, or not Blu-ray, uh, DVD. Yes, I, I still have it, and it sucks. I do, too. It's actually got some special features on it, though. And actually, they no. are, like, animated menus and no, no. subtitles. I'm not going to lie. I have the fucking, like, uh, not knockoff, but the, uh, oh, my God. Um, What the fuck is it? Oh, a uh, Blu-ray. It's the standard MGM one. I'm not going to lie, dude. It's almost Scream Factory level good with the, the lo loaded with the special features. I think it has the same stuff that... Uh, because it's that should be the Sony one, yes, and I believe that has the same special features that the DVD has. But well, we're gonna get to that in a little bit. Allegedly, Alleg oh, I gotta <laughs> stop, dude. All right, that's gonna be a thing. So, is this um, is this a video nasty? This is not a video nasty. This is not on our Hello Nasty list. Uh, written and directed by Fred Decker, mm -hmm. as Nachos had said earlier. Also wrote and directed Monster Squad. But can you name me one other movie he wrote and directed? RoboCop 3. That's right, RoboCop 3. Mm -hmm. uh, not the greatest yeah. RoboCop, but he's got that fucking, he's got that sweet ride. He has a uh, jetpack, a jetpack, a fucking machine gun arm. It's like a rocket launcher too, or is that the TV show? That's the TV show. Okay. He also fights a fucking cyborg ninja. Yeah, like, is there two of them or something? Uh, it's just the one. And huh. then like later on, Delta City deputizes all of the fucking inmates in the prison to fight the fucking cops because they go on strike because you know they're fighting against fucking Omnicorp. 
And uh, huh. it's fucking great, dude, because they're just like giving him body armor and weapons and like off screen, like Fred Decker's like, hey, you fucking do this. And so like you can just see one guy fucking wearing body armor and just stabbing himself in the chest to test it out, which is very much something that Nachos and I tried to yes, do. Yes, we did. When we were adults. As I had, uh, Yeah, let's not throw that word around a little too hastily, you know. Huh? We were <laughs> legally adults. Yes, yes. And legally. we were very fucking hammered. We were barely 18. Uh. <laughs> and... Uh, I had a someone giving me a Kevlar body armor vest, and so we were taking turns wearing it and stabbing each other. Didn't Mel walk out? Oh, my wife, uh, my fiance at the time came out because we were doing it in the kitchen of this very small apartment, stabbing each other and laughing maniacally uh, as her future husband and father of children. <laughs> Just trying to see if we can just stab each other. And favorite house guest next to Simbad, of course. Yeah, and in the worst way. We were not like pulling punches. We were like, no, 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 do it hard. Harder. Come on. Let's see this. It's like the scene from Scream. Harder. Harder. (laughs) You fucking feel a little woozy. Give me the phone, you dick. Oh, my God. Good times. Yeah, it's a good time. All right. So, with that being said, I think it's time to meet our. Oh my god, he's killing me! He's killing me! He's killing me! You know what would only make this song better? Xylophone. Fucking xylophone! Any minute now, Xylophone, you're making me look like a dick. You know what's make this night better? What? You shutting up. Xylophone coming. Fucking xylophone. <laughs> Bitch! Alright, so there's a big cast, there's a lot of fucking people in it. Um I just picked the four main characters. Okay. So we've got Jason. Sluggy Lively Magoo. As, as Chris Romero. Yeah. Uh, he was in a little movie called European Vacation. He's a weird looking dude. Yeah, he looks kind of like a fish. Still. Dude, he's got fetal alcohol trout syndrome going <laughs> on, which I know because I have it too. He was also in Ghost Chase. Uh, he was in European Vacation. Uh, that's what I remember him from so much that. He's going to porker us. He's not going to porker. I fucking. No, he's going to porker. I had to fucking take Rusty out of the script. I don't even know how many fucking times and change it to Chris. Uh, we've got Steve Marshall, who plays James Carpenter, J.C. Hooper. Hoopa. James Carpenter Hoopa. Chief, he drives the boat. Uh, I don't, uh, Steve wasn't in like anything else of note. He was <laughs> only in like seven other things, period. Nightmare 3? No. No, he's not. No, that's a different dude. I was thought it was a dude from Nightmare 3. Mm-mm. Ah, fuck my face like it's pretty today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to, but I'm busy doing a podcast. Uh, uh, we've got Joe Whitlow as Cynthia Cronenberg. Jill. You said Joe. Jill. That's what I said. Jill Whitlow. Do me a favor. Grab your ears. Yeah. Jerk real hard. Okay. And pull your head out of your ass. <laughs> she was also in Ghost Chase with uh, Rusty there. And she was in Poop. Poop. Poopies. Porkies. Take two. <laughs> Sorry, my uh, co-host is having a stroke. <laughs> and she was in a movie called Poopies. <laughs> that's that's in- right uh that's right <laughs> spooky squad listeners for mere dollars a month you can pay to listen to such professional levels <laughs> of fucking 
genius. I don't give a fuck. If you don't like it, get your own show. Hoopies! <laughs> All right, moving around. Moving move 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 around. Moving move around. Make them away, toys. Yes. Make them away, toys. Uh, in a little movie called Porky's. Man, I love the Porky's movies. I think I got to go choose my favorite. Is that the one uh, with the when he's on the when they have the the riverboat? Ah, oh, fuck, dude! It's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen Porky's. It's been a hot minute. Fuck up. I used to catch those. Used to oh, catch those. Uh, no, dude, on Channel Eleven is where I fucking watch them. Like oh. weekends. You know what's crazy? Direct- they were not very edited. Directed by Bob Clark. Really? Black Christmas. Oh, that's I, I right. We maybe, talked about that. Maybe the first two, honestly. I don't know about that third one. Uh, and last, oh, this devilish, handsome man, Tom Atkins as Detective Ray Cameron. This Tom, man, steal your motherfucking girl, Atkins. The Fog, Escape from New York, Halloween 3, Your Mom, Creep Show, mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon, mm-hmm. Maniac Cop, mm-hmm. Everybody Else's Mom in the mm-hmm. 80s, Two Evil Eyes, My mm-hmm. Bloody Valentine 3D, My Mom. Two Come Down Thighs. <laughs> That time we went to fucking whorehound. That's right. What did what did he say? The best cure for a hangover is stop being a pussy and start drinking again. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I wish Tom was my lover. Dude, Tom Mackin is one of the coolest motherfuckers. Class act, capital motherfucker in the world. I mean, I'm just saying if I needed an adoptive grandpa, top choice right fucking there. I'm not dogging like my, my dead ass grandparents or whatever. If he started a TikTok video it was like, I'm poor, send me money, I'd fucking send him thousands of dollars. He'd be like, look, Skippy, I just need about like 20 bucks. What for? Just for uh, minding my fucking business. Be like, alright, Tom, you win. You he's win, so, Chief. He's just... He's regal. He's amazing. He's maleficent. A Cadillac of men. He's a cordial cherry that came to life. <laughs> released in August of 1986. Uh, we actually went head-to-head that month with Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 in theaters. Uh, also released uh, in that year was The Fly, Critters, Maximum Overdrive, Chopping Mall. I love Chopping Mall. With uh, Dick Miller, who's also in this That's movie. Right. And Gremlins. Uh, Friday uh, the 13th Part VI. Love it. Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Deadly Friend, April Fool's Day, Poltergeist 2. Love talking people on rain. Oof. Psycho 3, Slaughter High, Terror Vision, Sorority House Massacre, and Little Shop of Horrors. 1986 had some banger releases. Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors. I mean, when you give that list and the worst one is Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, man. Who made who? Why made you? That's not a bad yeah, list. Yeah, all considering, dude. That's that's, uh, that's some bangers. Oh, shit. So how to watch uh, VHS LaserDisc. Whoa. Uh, 2009 DVD and Blu-ray, which had deleted scenes, the alternate ending, and mm-hmm. other special features. I heard if you put the uh, uh, LaserDisc on a record player, that's how dubstep was invented. <laughs> yeah. Is that how that works? Yeah, no, totally. Uh, then there was the 2019 Scream Factory Blu-ray. With all kinds of special features along with the old ones. And if you ordered the super duper special deluxe edition, I think it came with a Tom Atkins action figure. See, I got the European knockoff one. It's called the Slug and Spoonful version. It's like Love and Spoonful, but it comes with a bunch of slugs. (laughs) Ah, it's just weird. I don't know. I spent way too much that you need to for a Blu-ray, but I was like, when are they ever? When is anyone ever going to make a Tom Atkins action figure? Yeah, I know. And we t- we spoke to Tom about it. And he did. He's so cool. 
He's a good guy. He was like, oh, yeah, I got a, I got a Miller. I got another, a bottle of beer. It's his Decker. Decker light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He was, he was fucking, he was on it, dude. He knew everything about it. And yeah, I, except your fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Jeff. My name is Jeff. I'm a Jeff. And that's fucking fine with me. Tom Atkins named me, dude. I'm not fucking mad at that. That's a badass story. That's a badass story. If this house were to catch fire, that would be the first thing I would rescue. Then I'd go wake up my fucking family. Yeah, you can make more kids. Sorry, yeah. you know. Yeah, right. But uh, reroll, <laughs> respawn, lol. Oh, Deadpool. <laughs> All right. Uh, so now it is time to horse around with some maniacs. One of us is really going to enjoy murdering. All right, before we get started, I got my glass of scotch in honor That's of my right. man, Tommy A. That's right. Tom, steal your motherfucking girl, Atkins. Space, the final, final frontier. frontier. In a not-too-distant future, not too far from time and space. We open not on Earth, but inside a spaceship where tiny naked aliens are amidst a conflict with one another and their crewmates. As one of these little bastards is running for his life carrying some sort of canister, several others are chasing him and trying to gun him down. Before they catch their little cabbage patch, he successfully launches that canister into space where it's headed by to a nearby planet called Earth. You see his little butt? Yeah. It's super cute. <laughs> um, totally getting some critter vibes here. Oh, dude, for real. A little bit. For real. The crates. And now it is 1959 on Sorority Row, where a bunch of carefree college students are enjoying their whites-only university. Yeah, no doubt. Is a dreamy young college man named Johnny drives up to a house to see if Pam wants to sneak off to Lover's Lane for some necking. While parked, Pam shows showcases how you can be a moron and still go to university, so I guess I miss that boat. As Deputy Officer Ray Cameron approaches the couple, let them know that a maniac has escaped the local Crestridge Mental Institution. Yeah. So, in in the this sorority earlier, they're talking about, like, this guy. It's like, he's a cop. He has no future. It's like, damn. <laughs> Pig. I'm, yeah. No, a cop <laughs> let me five bucks uh, last week to get gas from my car, and I was like, not all cops are bastards, unless they're maniac cops. They're maniac. Don't get me started, but, but continue. Go ahead, buddy. So uh, there's an escaped uh, uh, mental patient from the retard mall. Looney bin. And he is on the loose in the retard area. Retard mall? <laughs> and he, uh, retard air mall. <laughs> tells, the officer Sorry. tells the two to get on home. Suddenly, everyone is startled by a meteorite that flies overhead and crashes nearby. So Pam and her beau Johnny go looking for it. I'm sorry, dude. I got to jump in real quick. I never, ever understood the concept of, like, make out lane. Like, if you and your boo thing want to go up there by yourself, privacy is fucking key. I mean... Uh, like, you just never been in a basement with other fucking people just making out? No, no. No, fuck that. Oh, I enjoy sorry. some privacy. Sorry you didn't get invited to parties. Yeah, fuck basement parties. You have to pay to hear my majestic fuck noises, but I'll give the listeners a sample. First, I start with a low-key holler monkey screech. It's like... Then I transfer over to the wombat roar. Have you ever heard a wombat roar? Because it sounds something like this. You know, it's kind of like when you're when you're fucking when you kick your hound dog and it goes, woof, woof. 
And then I bring it on home with the orgasmic stylings of the aquatic water mammal, the dolphin. <laughs> the dogs are getting so excited. And then after that, I unlock my cage and crab walk to the linen department of Ikea. I know the manager, Terry. We cool. <laughs> so, uh, yuck. Also, fun fact, Pam is looking really fucking good. Dude, Pam's a smoke show. Guess who she's married to? Who? Jeffrey motherfucking Combs. Really? Jeffy Combs, dude. Like, for real? Dead serious. Because I naturally, I had to Google, Pam. Topless. Topless. Because <laughs> you know your boy's a fucking pervert. Oh, also, I wanted First to- First, he Googled Night of the Creeps porno and couldn't find anything. Yeah, it was not- What he the, was getting was not, not what no, he wanted. No, no, no. It was Night of the Sheets. <laughs> and that was a racist movie. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, I'm, for our listeners at home and at work and, you know, crane operators, the, the drinking game for this episode is every time... Oh, sorry, bud. Here's the drinking game. News to you. Uh, so, anytime they reference a horror movie character, you know, like a character is named after such and such, um, or anytime somebody dies, or Whoa, there's boobs. a lot of fucking dying. And coming back to life. See, so it's weird. Oh, and also anytime... Tom Atkins says, throw me. Okay. All right. So uh, continue. All right. Uh, so they go to look for the meteorite. Uh, Johnny parks and he goes into the woods while Pam sits in the car and listens to the news update about the escapee who has killed four people and is armed with a large fire axe mm-hmm. and is apparently in head in their direction, which spooks Pam. So she starts to call Johnny back to the car so they can get the hell out of there. Well, hold up. I got to jump in real quick. And that the killer is headed down I-66 towards corman university. university roger corman so that's a drink that's right drink it or work fuckers and uh so go ahead and take your bottle of jim beam under your car seat which we know you have you fucking lush and i'll wait till the next stop sign and give yourself a little nap so i i like how pam's trying to entice him back into the car she's at the line come on if you come back now, I'll even let you fondle my breath. This might be one of my favorite lines, not just in this movie, but from cinema in general altogether. Uh, uh, but uh, Johnny's too deep into the woods to hear this beautiful, beautiful come on. Uh, so Johnny finally stumbles on to where the meteorite hit, and he approaches it cautiously because he doesn't want to get meteor shit all over his nice, clean sweater. <laughs> The meteor turns out to be the canister that we saw launch from the spaceship with the naked little aliens. Oh, that shit the Chudlin stole from uh, the bank? Yeah. I always wanted one of those bank tube things. And Those we so cool. see something move inside. I have one. For real? Yeah. Dude, I heard, like, because my uncle used to work at a bank, and he said those are like 700 bucks. And I'm like, but it's plastic and, like, magnets and shit. I took it from a Walgreens. Well, they know what they fucking did. You know what I'm not going to do, allegedly? <laughs> God damn, this, this is like a while ago. Because I my I had an apartment way back in the day that was across the street from a fucking Walgreens, 24-hour Walgreens Dope. on Beltline there in Collinsville. And uh, uh, I walked over there one night to get something. They wouldn't sell me any booze anymore. So I was like, all right. <laughs> I'll so learn them, fuckers. Bought a bunch of candy and some fucking chili cheese Fritos. And I was uh, walking, smoking in the parking lot. And I was like, oh, man, they fucking left the canister out here in the little thing for the drive-thru. That's mine now. So it, it's somewhere here. If I find it, you can have it. Dope titties. I'll give it to you in, in a trade because you gave me that cartoon bag of money. Yes, I did. <laughs> Love that thing. Where did I? Moving on. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, okay. The canister, uh, this has something moving inside. 
So uh, it shatters and something shoots into Johnny's mouth. Not unlike that time I fell asleep at Nachos' parents' house uh, when his dad saw my mouth open and shot something inside of it. Hey, he's the king of the castle, peasant, <laughs> and sometimes you got to knock Octurn or whatever the fuck that shit is. He was trying to knock out my feelings is what he told me. That's right. he, he said, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get dick prints on your tonsils. That's what he said. <laughs> I want to know what the back of your throat feels like. <laughs> No, he fucking hot glued some googly eyes on Indo's dick. He said, surprise, time to hide the party snake. (laughs) Meanwhile, at the car, someone is approaching Pan from behind with a bloody axe as she continues to call out for Johnny. She doesn't seem to notice him as he takes a big swing with an axe to her neck before we cut to Pledge Week in 1986. Chris and JC are walking down the Greek streets. Well, Chris is walking. JC is hop along. Crutching? Uh, hobbling, uh, gimping around. Yeah, gimping, 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 gimping around. But not like, not like gag ball gimping. <laughs> not like, not like Pulp Fiction gimp. No, no. Like I'm so hard, my fucking <laughs> boy. I just flew in, and boy, are my crutches tired. Fucking Timmy. So like, no, I want to. I want to talk about the gimp from Pulp Fiction for a second. Right, so like, Jimmy, that's Jimmy. No, uh, yeah, Timmy's in the no. Jimmy, Jimmy's in the wheelchair. Timmy has the crutches. No, Timmy is in the wheelchair. Jimmy is the crutches. That's the thing I just said. No, you said it the other way around. All right, listeners. Well, if I'm wrong all the time, Tim Tim is in the wheelchair. Come on, Tim Tim, put on the hat. I guess. All right. Anyway, um, no, dude. So, like, is that a paying gig? Is that a full time gig? Yeah. Oh, that was big. Dad's also get your air, homie. Oh, big old thing of sketch. Uh, so like, choke me like your dad does. <laughs> with a party snake. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, check out this trick I can do with my balloon animal. I can make it real big. <laughs> I like your dad. Though. Uh, no, really. Like, is is the gimp a paying job? It's just like, is that a full time job? They just does he have like a Sudoku book in there or something? Or I don't know. Yeah, game weird. boy, gimp boy. <laughs> <laughs> but all you have is Pokemon Red and Tetris. No, tetanus. <laughs> Herpes. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. All right. All right. All right. So um, uh, the boys uh, you know, doing a little 80s shop talk, right? Locker room talk. They're talking chicks. Chris brings up his grandparents' sex life for some reason. Uh, and then they briefly notice Cindy from across the street. And before they get a chance to introduce themselves after <sighs> JC bludgeons her <laughs> with, with words, hey, hey. Hey, lady! Uh, Who, she, the Morton Salt girl? <laughs> she goes inside the Beta House. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Beta House? That bitch! <laughs> uh, so, I'm sorry. I gotta jump in real quick. We meet Chris Romero. Drink. All right, and we have... Uh, James sorry. Cameron Hooper. John Carpenter Hooper. Yes. What did I say? James Cameron, that's uh, Ray That's Cameron. a real guy. Yeah, all right. It's oh. James Carpenter Hooper, not John Carpenter Hooper. For <laughs> Fucking grease a wheel with that shit. <clears throat> it's, a man, it's a man's drink. It's a man's world. This is a man's world! Man, I went back and listened to the fucking Scream episode. You are so butthurt. I lost that video where I'm just like, just fucking lapping it up and because the jelly bean that made me gag was the fucking banana strawberry smoothie i hate candy <laughs> banana i'm sorry buddy go ahead i'm trying to keep this on topic 
Right on. Yeah. What was I butthurt about? Losing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. I wasn't mad about losing. That was hilarious. And then we got fucking Dan and Ben eat the beans, the too. The fucking game was rigged. <laughs> it was. They like you better. Everybody oh, Cynthia Cronenberg. Uh-oh. <laughs> Cindy Cynthia Cronenberg. And uh, she has this super hot Sarah Silverman thing going on. Sarah Silverman's hot? Uh, dude, yeah. I, I'd have sex with Sarah Silverman if she let me. She looks like she's got a bush that can match the haircut you have right she now. She does have a bush. There's <clears throat> for research purposes <laughs> only. <laughs> you know, she had a bush until she cut her labias off with manscaping. Manscape. Oh, my God. Like their lawnmower? Yeah. Oh, is that true? Allegedly. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Kimmel was going down on her, and it it cut all of his funny off, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, I'm not going to use Manscape anymore. I can tell you that. Mm-mm, nope. Broken bottle behind Arby's for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> so she goes into the beta house. Uh, they follow her into the party uh, where JC runs interference with a one eyebrowed man. <laughs> oh, my God. This unibrow is majestic. <laughs> They're like, oh, she's no good. She's into football, guys. JC's like, that man has one singular eyebrow. The dialogue in this movie is a fucking 10. I think you'll be okay. So he walks up to him and he's like, hey, uh, what's your name? And he's like, Steve. You know, he whispers her. It's like, what's his name? Chet, Brett, Bill, Steve. Yeah. Um, he's like, uh, you got a phone call. He's like, hey. All right, thanks, man. man. Appreciate it. High five. And he's like, hey, uh, Cindy, whatever your fucking name is. Cynthony. Uh, Cynthony. Yeah, sure. It doesn't sound right. It's Cynthia. I oh, think yeah. you're confusing Cindy and Symphony. Maybe you're as smart as Pam is. Pam's smart, though. Yeah, I'm about to introduce you to the bloody axe. Yeah, I'll let you funnel my breast. <laughs> breast friends <laughs> nipping together. Every... You're just mad because you got hairy areolas, bitch. <laughs> Dude, I'm supposed to, I think. No, I have one giant hair that grows out of my nipple. It is one long-ass booby hair. I know, and my nipples are even longer. And what's fucked up is I went to go cut it with my Manscaped, and I just cut it down the middle. It's like if you karate chop a hot dog, it's no bad, and all this fucking... Mu- okay, let's get back to the movie. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> okay, yeah. Oof. All right, so... Uh, JC- Never going to use that again! JC's running interference... Um and trying to talk up his buddy Chris because he's uh he's too much of a pussy but he wants to slide to those DMs. Uh, so since Chris is that too much dick of, machine, <laughs> much of a chicken shit, JC does all the work for him. Uh, Chris thinks that a girl like that uh, would only be interested in them if they were to pledge a frat and decide to try for the beta since they're I guess already at the house. So I'm like, hey, eh, eh, might as well for convenience. You're at McDonald's, factor. get a cheeseburger. Yeah, right. No this shit. episode was sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> Ronald McDonald went to use Manscaped, and that's why he hasn't been on TV in like three years. Cut himself and got hepatitis. Yeah. Is that true? Allegedly. That's why you don't use Manscaped. That's what the Burger King told me. So they sit down uh, with the brothers and the head of the betas, the Bradster, uh, who is played by, I forget his name, but he's Bubba Bubba. from Mama's Family. This motherfucker, this die job, this fucking Wesker die job, this this fucking fucking Hitler youth fucking... Aryan goose stepping ass fucking this continue. wig with a fucking popped collar. Yeah, dude, just and has big hair like Conan O'Brien big. Nah, uh, they say they will consider letting them join if they show how committed they are by performing uh, something simple to prove it. 
as they leave the party, we also learn that Cindy is Brad's girlfriend. Uh, hold up, man. You missed the part. It's like, it's like, what do you want us to do? Oh, do you want some bucks? Do you want some De Niro? you want some rupees? Some cash, some, some moolah, the green stuff. Some Dogecoin. <laughs> Dogecoin. Some fucking NFTs. Some crypto, Superman's dog currency. And then anyway, it's like, do we have to have sex with a farm animal? I, dude, I would never have sex with a farm animal. <laughs> JC's like, you might like it and forget all about Cindy. <laughs> See, have you ever told somebody you don't have sex with a farm animal, but secretly you actually really want to do? Yeah, yeah it happens at least once every two weeks here. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead, dude. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, so the boys turn out they are tasked with stealing a corpse from a university lab and leaving on the front porch of the Phi Omega Gamma House. So what's what's the acronym for that? Fig? Pog. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Continue. Fig. Fucking. I don't want to say it because I don't want to step on that line. But you go ahead. Greek alphabet. All Greek to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but while they were wandering around inside this lab, they stumble upon a top secret room where we see Johnny. It's Wesker. Frozen and being monitored, looking just as delicious and shirtless as he did in 1959. JC suggests they steal this guy since they aren't tripping over any more fucking dead bodies and starts pressing buttons to see what happens. You know what he did? He tried to play Funky Town. <laughs> so that's the beep, team beep, of Funky boop, Town. Boop, boop. I'm so hot. <laughs> they disengage the cryogenics that are keeping Johnny frozen and try to carry him out. And I say carry loosely because, like, it's kind of a one man job. Yeah. Somebody's definitely a supervisor in this scenario. <laughs> Rusty's going to be doing all the fucking work. Give him a hand. Maybe give him a crutch <laughs> yeah. uh but uh johnny starts to wake up and starts grabbing arms so the heroes run off leaving johnny to be cleaned up by some grad student who just happened to be walking in at the same time yeah dude i heard they were taking off out of there about like 40 miles per hour screaming like banshees <laughs> like banshees he's so happy uh as the boys hightail it johnny grabs the grad student and shoots a slug into uh into his mouth uh and then we cut to the boys hiding in their dorm <laughs> man JC tells Chris how it really is right here. He goes, my fucking dick don't work. I got to tie a crutch to my fucking dick, and I'm just trying to get my buddy to get laid, and he's a giant chicken shit pussy, and fuck you. Fuck you. He goes, you probably tried with you, and goes, yeah, you fucking want me to. <laughs> this goes back and forth for a while. So I put after some friendly camaraderie. <laughs> yeah. Come. Ooh, try again. You try it. We flash over to the beach. Com, where Tom Damn. Atkins is being served coconut umbrella drinks and in a white tuxedo, dreaming of a totally alive Pam who is coming out of the water like some sort in of reverse, like in reverse mermaid. Also, all the chicks are in bikinis, wearing fucking high heels on the beach. Which I know that is supposed to be sexy, but that is so fucking impractical. <laughs> I love it. Uh, before we flash again and we see Deputy Tom walking up behind the crazed maniac in 1959, who is chopping himself up some delicious Pam, and he turns to face Tom, and the maniac is a zombie corpse. Detective Cameron then wakes up in the present and is startled from the sexy weird dream in his uh, home office in a lull of booze and horror novels and all kinds of shit. Uh, pulp detective novels. He's also got a horror novel on his, on his uh, chest. But he does have, like, pulp, pulp magazines. The phone rings, and what does he say? Uh, he gets a call. Uh, as the phone rings, he says, Thrill me. Hold on, where is it? I mean, I got it, 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 I got it. Too far. 
Thrill me. I hope that was audible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he gets the call about the break-in in the medical lab, and he heads over to see what's what. The police have found the body of the grad student, but there seems to be an issue with locating Johnny's dead ass. And I love this. Sorry, we're, we're introduced to who? Uh, Detective Cameron. That's right, Ray Cameron. That's right, drink. Ray Cameron? Well, it, his first name's Ray, but it's uh, John, John, James, James Cameron, Jimmy Cameron. You know, he did uh, The Shermanator and Alien 2 on Earth. You ever see that one? Don't. Um, so, uh, the detective Cameron is not having any of this bullshit. No. Uh, mm-hmm. he's like, well, yeah, when we got here, there were two dead bodies and I sent two deputies down here and they both had to take a leak at the same time. And he's like, yeah, okay. Candy asked, but a fucking dead body, like corpses just don't get up and walk around all by themselves. But that's exactly what Johnny did. And that's a fucking, okay. Actually he throw when he shows up, he says, thrill me. It's like, up oh, drink, up oh, Ray Campbell. Doesn't he yeah. threaten to stir the fudge with a guy's Oh, no, no, stick? no. It's, uh, it's, so he says, okay, so he grabs the fucking deputy. Oh, sorry, I gotta take my drink. All right, so he takes the, the fucking little stupid cop's hand, and he goes, one, two, and he takes his fingers and pulls up one, two, and then he puts one finger down, and he goes, one, that's how many bodies are in this room. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, this is candy ass, and if... You get out of line one more time. I'm going to take my fucking. I'm going to play poop patrol with yeah, your nightstick. Poop patrol with the nightstick. And then the line corpses just don't get up and walk away is from Monster Squad also. Yep. Um, Which I think came out after this. Yes. It? Yes, it did. Yeah. And, uh,. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Which is exactly, though, what Johnny did. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is naked and out on the prowl looking for some ass. And he's lonely. And if he's cold, you let him in. (laughs) He's cold. You're cold. Let him in your butt. Uh, He walks his naked, cold ass over to the Kappa Delta sorority house, where he first picked up Pam at the beginning of the movie. Uh, He climbs up to her old room to hand her a flower. Oh, that... That tall man want to give you flowers. <laughs> but instead, he just scares the shit out of Cindy uh, because even though she's into white guys, she's not into flowers. That's pussy. Yeah, that that's pumpkin blossom. Yeah. All right, so I think it's in this scene. There's the quote-unquote nerdy chick. Oh, she's a smoke show, They're dude. all fucking smoke shows, but, you know, it's the classic, my hair's up, but I have glasses on, so I'm a fucking Giant nerd. fucking radar goggles, dude. Man, man, they're like my boy the Riddler. <laughs> uh, so she picks up her cat. Named Gordon, after Stuart Gordon, the director. Yep, yep. Drink. Oh, also earlier, Detective Ramey. So I saw you setting that back down on the coaster. Nice try, buddy. Okay. Okay. This, I think it's Officer Ramey, and then because there's a Detective Landis later on. You're right. You're right. <clears throat> uh, also, when his head explodes. Straight up head pussy. A lot of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of that going on. Uh, so Cindy screams and the police are called, but before they get there, several more of those space slugs make it into the basement of the Kappa house after they burst from Johnny's head. Oh, what's the significance of the basement? 
Uh, we're going to get to that. I'm sorry. We're going to get to that. Uh, so the cops uh, show up and confirm that Johnny's body is the same one that's missing from the lab. And Detective Cameron starts having flashbacks about burying a body on the grounds. Little sinister. Where the Kappa house mother's cottage currently sits. Cameron starts to think that maybe this is the work of another axe murderer because we see the head fucking clearly split wide open. As we jump to the next day, where Chris and Jason... Hell of an axe wound. Mm. ...are cornered by these beta goons who think they're responsible for dropping the dead body in front of the Kappa house as revenge for fucking with them. Yeah. The guys try to explain that they didn't do it, and this is all a big misunderstanding, but Brad isn't hearing any of it and decides to show off his superiority by pushing around cripple kids and knocking his smart mouth ass to the ground where he belongs. Uh, also, sorry, man. Tom Atkins shows up on the crime scene. I know I'm stepping on your shit. You're good. He smells, stops to smell a rose. Yes, he does. Dude, and I then, forgot. Do you know what he says? Real me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He takes time. I forgot. Thank you. To stop and smell the roses, which I love later on in the, uh, uh, what, what is that show? The Horde Houses of Cinema or whatever. Uh, the guy that the guy that goes to all the horror locations. Oh, it's Sean something that's super helpful. I like Hallowed Grounds of Horror. And yes. this dude's good. He knows his shit. Yes. We met him at Whorehound the same time we met Tom Atkins. This is true. And this is almost as embarrassing as the time I met Alex Vincent. I was fucking hammered. Surprise. And uh, I said, dude, you're the thing from the thing. Your name's Alex Trebahune. He's like, Sean? Sean. My name is Sean. I was like... Yeah, you are. <laughs> and then I got my Jason X poster, and that was dope. Uh, so, yeah, from the uh, hollowed grounds of horror. So he covers this in his episode, and he's outside uh, of the Kappa house in that. And he's like, right here is where Tom Atkins stopped and smelled the roses. Uh, but here in the present day, clearly a sorority house, because instead of flowers, this bush is covered in vomit. He's like, here's a piece of garlic bread. It was fucking it was dope. It was fun. All right, so... The confrontation of why are they betas? Beta, beta cuck? It should be alphas or whatever. Anyway, uh, these men are clearly betas, but we're so, at the Kappa house. So anyway, he's like, dude, you're supposed you weren't supposed to put it like whatever the, the lady sorority was. You're supposed to put it at Pog. And he goes by Gamma. Oh, uh, hell. I don't know. It's all Greek to me. <laughs> and I laugh so fucking hard. And then he pushes his smart ass. Okay, so I'm just going to say this. I know we talk a lot of shit on the Here Comes the Spooky podcast about the handicap and shit like that, but we're just goofing around. But seeing that part where Brad kicks out JC's crutch gets me fucking livid. You do not do shit like that. That is bad form, Bradster, speaking for you as well, allegedly. Uh, you just, you don't, you don't do shit like that. Well, that's, that's not cool. JC's not really bound to crutches in real life that i'm aware of no but he was bitten by a pogo stick <laughs> so, so he's a aware pogo stick during a new moon that's right. which is why he didn't fully transform exactly otherwise he would have fucking up and fucking impaled yeah <laughs> speaking of pogo sticks way off topic you know the, you, everyone knows the safety dance right i hope Okay, so, you know, the safety dance. We can dance if we you want, want to. You can leave your friends behind. Because if your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance well, they're no friends of mine. We can go where we want to. <laughs> so, men with hats, the safety dance. Uh, I learned today 
that the, the reason that song started because in the 80s they were going to these discos and they the guys kept getting kicked out because they were trying to dance on pogo sticks and the, they were being kicked out of the nightclubs because it wasn't safe. Yeah, they were fucking up the uh, the tile floors. So they said they wrote the song Safety Dance about fucking dancing on pogo sticks. That is the origin of the safety dance. And now you know. And knowing this afternoon. <laughs> Pork chop sandwich. Oh, fuck, you're already dead. You ever hey, just have a computer? Stop all the download. You ever just go to bed and wake up on fire sometimes? Go to bed and everything's good and everything's okay, and you wake up and you're on fire? Take the stick. No, don't take the stick. <laughs> don't look at me when I'm talking to you. Oh, fucking. <laughs> Did you guys see my purse? I think I just I left my Virginia slip. Are we having a stroke right now? No, this is a callback to our last. Last last episode. Uh, so fun. All oh, right. boy. G.I. Joe PSAs. Check them out. Also, JC's watch totally looks like one of those Glade plug-in air fresheners for your car. <laughs> plug it in, plug it in. All right, so uh, Cripple Guy on the ground. Cindy's like, no, that's no good. I don't like that. I've seen it all go down. So Brad's like, let's get out of here, babe. And she's like, uh-uh. He's doing the jack-in-the-box thumbs-up thing it off. that uh, Star-Lord does, uh, too. And she decides to help Chris and JC, uh, but out of nowhere... Uh, approaches Detective Landis, who's like, you boys need to come with me to downtown. He said, uh, you boys need to see me crash a helicopter into these two Vietnamese children in Vic Morrow. <laughs> what happened? Are you trying to drink? John Landis didn't crash the helicopter. No, he used the force. He used he used his witchcraft. He said, I use this witchcraft to make Blues Brothers a funny movie and Animal House is good and then crash. I do like Vic. I liked Vic Morrow, I guess. Dude, he's awesome and fucking humanoids from the deep. Actually, he sucks because he's a racist cunt, UK cunt. Uh, but that movie is good. Anyway, we're totally off top. Totally off top. <laughs> You're welcome. No, no, no. It's a good movie. You want to stay on topic for this mm. kind of fucking. This did you say Detective John Landis? Drink. Detective Landis. I did. I took my drink. All right. Well, then who are they getting ready to run into here? Detective Cameron. No, oh, no, no, no. We already drank to him. Who are they interviewing? They're Detective Cameron and Landis are interviewing Chris and JC. And? The janitor. Whose name is Mr. Minor. Mr. Steve Minor. Uh, you're making this up. Dead serious. All right. All right. I'll give it to you. Friday the 13th, 2-3-H-2-O and uh, uh, Lake Placid. Hi, Mal. I do like... Some Lake Placid, Betty White. Oh, man. Atomic Scarecrow and I were watching the third one. It's just tits, dude. Tits and gators. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. I'm all right with that. I'll watch that. Allegedly. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to get some ice. You good, Chief? Yeah, yeah. I'm good, baby. All right. Uh, yeah, grab me some ice. Grab me some ice. Oh, you're in there getting some. So our boys are uh, drug into the station to be questioned by Detective Cameron, and he wants to know what they can tell him about what they were doing in the secret t lab. Well, no, no, I really don't know what's secret. They're like, hey, 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 this fucking uh, headless Johnny guy that we found in front of the Kappa house. Also, there was a dead grad student. Um, this janitor here caught you motherfuckers leaving at top flight 40 speed, running like a bunch of banshees, which like just cracks 
the janitor up. He's like, ha, 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 like a bunch of banshees, ha, 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 which is apparently fucking really hilarious. I'm loving this man because he's just having a really good time with this whole interrogation. But uh, uh, JC's like, no, 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 I'm gonna play it cool, play it cool. I know nothing about what you're talking about. We were in our dorm room all night. Chris, however, fucking pusses out again and just narks the both of them out to the Man, cops. Like a up. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, that was totally us. That was us all the way. My bad. JC's like, dude, what the what fuck, the fuck man? God damn, they were totally buying my shit. They're not going to not gonna call out the cripple kid. Cripple fight! Who you want to party? So while this is going on, down in the morgue at the police station, the grad student wakes up and walks himself Holy out. Holy shit, this dude looks fucking nar-nar! Yeah. Uh, to, the no- to the attention of nobody, by the way. Nobody yeah. seems this happy. Except, on his way out, he catches the janitor. So, I'm sorry, dude, I gotta ask real quick. Like, So he got a slug in the throat. Not yeah. like, but and then he died? So, this because uh, JC talks about it later. Yeah, how's this procedure work? I'll let you know. Um, uh, so, uh, on his way out, the grad student corpse runs into the janitor and pops him one, too. He straight fucked! Uh, so, uh, we're sorry, we lost my page. There we go. Yeah, I'm not making this easy. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, while this is going on, over at the Kappa house, we see more slugs making their way to the basement, where one of the girls asked Cindy earlier in the movie if she could store some human brains that she has there we go. keeping in jars for a class. Cindy's like, sure, keep him down in the fucking basement away from everybody else. Uh, the house cat also returns. Gordon makes a second appearance. Uh, and as he's being let into the house uh, by random girl, uh, its face is completely missing and it's fucking growling like a spider monkey. Or, uh, there we go. It's got a little worm like, yeah, it's fucking eye hole. That was good. I like it. So good. With Brad doing his best job to dry out that pussy, <laughs> Cindy stops by Chris's dorm to see if he wants to chat about dead cats and zombies. It's like my two favorite things. JC's like giving him like a weird look, but also like I feel that you're vibing, and Chris is just like, yeah, yeah. So oh, J- yes, yes. JC excuses himself to the shitter. Uh, well, now, is he the third wheel, or how's that work? Uh, <laughs> He's the third crutch. There we go. While Chris uh, continues to put the moves on Cindy while he walks her home. While JC is dropping a doozy of a twosy, the, jan- the dead janitor walks into the bathroom where slugs burst from his head. JC sees all this happen, and he's able to actually kill one by setting it on fire with How some the matches. How the fuck does this make sense? So, I, I guess my uncle, he's from the 80s. I mean, as we all are. To a degree, mm-hmm. um, most of us. Anyway, <clears throat> so there's just a miscellaneous book of matches. So the whole thing is you you no, he had it in his pocket. So you you make it you crank a nasty growler. You it's it's like the equivalent of a courtesy flush. You you light a match so the sulfur covers up the shit stank. Well, I think it's not the it's the part of the sulfur, but you, you actually burn the methane out of the air. Why the fuck would you want to do that? Because it covers up the stank. It no, takes the stank out of the air. I'm proud of my stank. I worked for that. I my body made chemistry to make that yuck. But so that like, so the slug goes by when he reaches for the matches, and it goes by so fast it hurts his hand. It's burnout. I yeah, <laughs> no <Burn>. shit. <laughs> uh, you know how fast alien slugs be? No, they <laughs> they fucking trek on kilometers. That's a whole foreign thing. <laughs> I love this part because prior to that, Cynthia. Cynthia. 
says, if I tell you something, you said you- sinfomy earlier or whatever the fuck it was. Sinfomy. Synthony. Synthony. That's what you kept saying. De- Synthony. De- Dennis Dubstep. <laughs> Denise Dubstep. Anyway, she goes, if I tell you something, will you promise not to, or will you prom? if I tell you something, will you promise to believe me? That's really unfair. Also, bathroom graffiti, bathroom graffiti says striper rules. Have you heard the band Striper? I don't think so. Because Dr. Benny Graves is a big fan. And Dr. Benny Graves, I love you, but Striper most certainly does not rule. (laughs) Do you know why Striper rules was on the wall? I don't know. No. Because the special effects lady was dating the lead singer of Striper. Okay. Well, it's there. Yeah. There's some good graffiti on the wall. I know. It's a really good one. It's a good pause and read. Yeah, there's definitely a really good one on there. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, JC, he ends up killing one of the slugs by setting on fire with the matches. Uh, but as he's trying to escape, uh, another crawls into his mouth. It's off screen, but we, whatever. Over <laughs> at the Kappa house now, Chris drops Cindy off. Uh, before he exits, she asks him to the dance the following night. It's a big deal. He says, yes. Look at this man. Now he's got himself a date. All but before right. Chris can leave, Detective Cameron pops around the corner. Having been following them all night and filling Chris in on his entire conversation, he's like zombies, dead cats, and a dance for the formal. Zombies, exploding head, creepy crawlies. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. This You've is, been busy. <laughs> this is classic spanky. And he decides to bring Chris back to the house to chat. Can we pause this real quick? Yeah. I want to pull up the back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I'm all sorry. Right, we're back. <laughs> yeah, I just forgot that I already told him we were, we were doing bong it. rips. <laughs> um, so uh, Detective Cameron begins to regale a young Chris, whom he's referring to as Spanky and JC as Alfalfa, uh, about his high school sweetheart, a young girl named Pam. Pam had broken it off with the detective a little before he became a cop. And one night, him and his partner got a call about a couple parked on the side of the road near the woods while a maniac was on the loose. Detective Cameron's partner Joe found Spinelli. the guy. Sorry. Well, he found the girl in the car and in the road and in the woods. He then says that the police never caught the guy, but he did. And he leveled a shotgun in his chest and he blew him away. Before anyone could find out about it, he buried that body in an empty lot behind the Kappa house, which now housed the house mother's cottage. Chris asks if there's a point to all this other than confessing to a murder. And Detective Cameron says that's exactly what he wants to find out. So I... Didn't do it its justice, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to because this is hands down the best scene in the movie. And this is, I, it's like second only to <laughs> Quint's like recollection of the events of of the USS Indianapolis. I, I mean that and Jaws and, and that scene from Gremlins about the dad and the Ooh, everything. Really, I think these two are way better. But I'm I'm just gonna play it in its entirety. So here we go. All right, kids. Tell me something, Spanky. Do you have a high school sweetheart? Maybe. Well, uh, whatever happened to her? I don't know. I blew it. She decided we didn't ever need to talk again and went on with her life, I guess. Why? I had a high school sweetheart. So? What happened to her? I blew it. She decided we didn't ever need to talk again. Me, I uh, I became a cop. I've been a rookie about two weeks. We got the call. Highway Patrol, they uh, 
Saw a car on the side of the road. They called it in. We responded. It was a couple. Guy's body was in the woods 20 yards from the car. My partner found him. I found the girl. I found her in the car. And on the road. And in the woods. Your high school sweetheart went on with her life. Mine got hacked up by a nutcase with an axe. But that's not the fun part. The fun part's what happened next. What happened next? Guess. The police found him? Close. I found him. It wasn't what you call your routine police work either. What would you call it? Revenge. See, I tracked him during my off hours. By yourself? Oh, no, 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 no. I took my 12-gauge with me. I tracked him and I found him. And when I found him, I leveled off that shotgun right at his chest. Spanky, guess what happened next? Should you be telling me this? Close. I pulled the trigger. That's all real exciting and everything, but listen, I've got a midterm. I wrapped his body in a plastic bag. I buried him in a vacant lot. The lot right behind your girlfriend's sorority. Of course, it isn't a vacant lot anymore. Now the house mother's cottage is sitting right on top of it. Look, detective. Now, I don't mean to be rude or anything, but... Other than just kind of wanting to confess to a murder, is there a point to this story? Spanky. That's exactly what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> it's just a new day. God damn. Uh, <laughs> that's good shit, man. That is fucking... Uh, man, that's such a good scene, man. Other than uh, wanting to confess to a murder. I <laughs> uh, See, I thought I wanted to do the back and forth. You but, what uh, happens next? You turned yourself in? close yeah 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 <laughs> no dude uh fred decker can write some fucking dialogue oh well, could dude. could i don't know about that fucking predators movie i liked it but either way dude that doesn't hear there that's such a great scene and I, I knew we couldn't do its justice you know furthermore like this script isn't as fun for me to read because i'm not really like writing a bunch of jokes <clears throat> but it's just because I have so much fun and respect for this movie that I really don't feel like fucking muddying up with a bunch of yucks and shit because it's just so good. All and right. I got a question. It for does you. the job for me. When you type the word axe, A-X-E, into your computer, does it try to spell check you? Axe, A-X. What am I doing? The fucking body spray? Uh, Yeah. So, wait, it's not edge of the axe. There's no E in there. Or is it kind of a either or? Axe, A-X-E is more common, but uh, they're both correct. But All right, cool. I'm old-timey. <clears throat> uh, no. It's uh, more common now, but I believe originally... Thou doesn't understand your current ways AX, of spelling. I am no fucking English major, so if you need to correct us, That's call right, the hotline. Listeners. That's right. 704-666-2814. What's that number again? 704-666-2814. Fuck your mom. Not you. You're great. <laughs> 
So now over at said cottage, something is breaking through the floorboards with an axe, AX, while the mother is watching a movie. You know what she's watching? I was just going to ask you. Uh, it's the same movie they're watching in fucking Halloween H2O. And damn your stupid, stupid minds. This is a gun that brings reanimates dead bodies. It's Plan 9 from Outer oh, Space. That's right. Ed Wood, super yeah. talented. Junior. 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 We named the dog Bonnet <laughs> Slug. <laughs> we named the dog Cronenberg. Allegedly. <clears throat> the zombie killer pulls himself from the floor, axe in hand, and parks it in the skull well, of the now, house. Mother. Now, that's conflicting. Is he a zombie? comma killer or zombie killer like he exclusively kills zombies zombie comma killer okay yes comma maniac wait like the oxford com i'm done moving on <laughs> so he parks the axe in the house mother's skull yeah he does and this is a gruesome es effect yeah it's really good i, I wish it stuck around for a minute I mean, it's there for the rest of her life. So, <laughs> you know, I meant on screen. But oh, sure. yeah, yeah. I, you get what I'm saying. Well, pause buttons are cool, too. Uh, so Detective Cameron gets the call and Boogie's over there only for the zombie to have yeah, what's, uh, R-U-N-F-O-F-T. What's he, what's, what's he say? What's he say? To who? Go ahead. He gets there. What's Thr- he say? Thrill me. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, did you catch the name of the two other cops there, too? Uh, the... Patrolman? No, I didn't. The guys that see him as they go off in the car? Dante. Oh, Joe Dante. And De Palma. Brian De Palma. It's fine. That's two. It's a two-y. That's, a two-y. that's three for me. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Morty. Uh, so the zombie has R-U-N-N-O-F-T'd. That's a run-offed. Yeah, I w- thank you. Thank you for clarifying them. I'm not being sarcastic. I always kind of was like, it happened too fast. It's, uh, it's from uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, man. The, the, the Coens. The dad is talking about this kid's mom, and he doesn't want to, even though she has run off, he's like spelling it in front of them. He's like, she done R-U-N-N-O-F-T'd, run offed. Uh, that's some soggy bottom boy brother shit. Hot damn, that's some soggy bottom boy. I actually just watched it the other day when I was sick. You are a huge fan. I, I mean, it's a very good movie, oh, honestly. Fuck it. So it's, it's, a, it's a modern, It's a, well, it's a modern <laughs> telling set in the 30s of the Odyssey, if that fucking God does anything damn. for you. All right. The Coen brothers fucking all right. kiss. So, so same page, same all that. I'm cleaning my room, and I have this movie in the background, and I don't know why it popped up in my head, but it's a dude saying... Jackie Treehorn treats objects like women. <laughs> I fucking love it. Every, I, it's safe to say every one person on the planet doesn't like the big Lebowski. And it's Hitler. Yes, nobody here. Speaking of Hitler, did you hear that Manscaped is like saving money for science research to build its own lawnmower 4.0 time machine to go back and resurrect Hitler? Is that true? Allegedly. See, I heard that... <clears throat> If you take all the components out, uh, it gave me cancer. It, 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 it gave me SIDS. Is that true? Allegedly. Okay. Yeah, Manscaped gave me SIDS. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. All right, so uh, we've got the patrolmen who uh, are look- now looking for the uh, zombie uh, on the loose, right? The axe, Dare we say the, the axe, axe murderer? Axe man. Uh, the axe man. 
but not the body spray. No, right? No. Like fire, fireman axe. He probably smells like who they don't see. Rosie O'Donnell's and then, like, beef jerky tampons. <laughs> suddenly, he's just there magically in the rearview mirror, and almost fucking takes one of them off. Oh, the it's so axe. dope! Yeah, he takes a little swing, and they start calling. Over there. They're like, "We've got him! We've got him over here!" So the police squad uh, corner him while Fra- Frank Devon and the rest of the police squad, <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Lieutenant Drebin. My bad. Must kill Frank Drebin. Uh, while the detective Cameron shows up, levels a shotgun again. I've heard this before. Uh, and blows his head off. Well, sending- hold up. All the cops prior to this point are lighting him up. And when I mean light him up, I mean like they're shooting holes in him. Yes. And you can see the light come through and it's really cool. And when he turns, he like. And he smiles. He's like, I know you, fuck boy. <laughs> then he gets his head blown off, which sends fucking alien slugs all over the place. Little creepy crawlies. Uh, so then we fast forward again to the next night. The Kappa girls are getting ready for the dance. One hour, two minutes and 32 seconds into the movie, we have boobies! No, Couple sets. Now, hold up, hot dog. You forgot the part earlier when Cynthia. Oh, my. Okay, one, that's not a name. Cynthia or Cindy? Why do you keep saying Cynthia? Cynthia, that's the fucking doll from uh, Rugrats. That's Cynthia. 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 You're confusing Cynthia and Symphony. I think I got a case of the downtards. I think a slug climbed up my butt. (laughs) I did forget that uh, we do get that booby shot. It's brief. It's brief. But hey, guess what? We'll drink to both of them. Not all of them. Damn. But it is just titty galore. I was looking down typing instead of fucking paying attention. That's on me. That's on me. That's all right, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Jeff. Cincinnati. Listen to Orange Joe. Goddamn right. <laughs> All right, boobies. Uh, while and boobies going, and boobies. Chris and is asking if anyone has seen JC since last night. They're like, nah, nah, not since you uh, was walking out with your gal. Uh, Chris goes back to the dorm and he finds a tape from JC with a note to listen. Where it's JC like my handwriting. Tells him about the alien slug that crawled in through his mouth and is now in his brain. He says that it slowly kills you as it begins to incubate. He oh. also says that it's they seem to be vulnerable to fire, and he was able to kill one with a book of matches. And he's going to end himself by going into the furnace room at the dorm. That's wrong. He's down in Freddy's boiler room, bitch. <laughs> Chris then heads down there and finds JC's corpse along with a bunch of burned brain slugs. Um, and he gets super sad. All right. So did is this the Bradster part? Did that happen already, or is that coming up? Over at the Kappa house, Thank a you. drunk and depressed Bradster yes. stumbles around because uh, he's super sexy. Fucking he's got no bitch. date for the formal because the, the betas were getting ready and hopping on a bus and busting his balls. Oh, dude, it's like, dude, you hear about Brad? I think he totally got sacked. <laughs> Cynthia's like, no bueno, S.A. <laughs> hey, you said her name right. Yeah, I know. It's because I got to go like Chad for that voice, bro. I will say Unibrow cleaned himself up uh, pretty well in this scene, too. Yeah, it's called Take a Razor. No, no, no. His brow's still there. He just—he's just—he's not dressed in a crop topped fucking uh, football jersey. Oh, you should dress like that tomorrow night or tomorrow, on tomorrow Thursday. Night. Hey, for, you, for, you, for Magic the Gathering night, sure. I guess I could. Like, what's up, you fucking nerds? My dad totally owns his dealership. <laughs> Me and My Chet and Louise are gonna bone crush. Ah, uh, so the depressed <laughs> brats are stumbling around, you know, complaining about fucking bitches. Bitch. When the house mother's dog that we saw earlier strolls up. All zombified and yes. shoots a slug into his mouth. 
No, so he's looking down at the bush. I, yes, he's looking down at the bushes and he sees the slug. Then he looks over at the dog. He goes, hey, dog, did you see that thing? And this is probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. The zombie dog looks up at him and fucking belches a slug down his throat. I want <laughs> to fucking I want the editing equipment just to just take that snippet and put it on Instagram because that's my favorite shit. Continue. Uh, so, uh, a sad Chris now heads over to Detective Cameron's place and tells him that Alfalfa is dead. Look at Alfalfa. And then he knows how the alien slugs, uh, he says he knows about the alien slugs, and what, uh, Chris doesn't see is that the detective, uh, has his place entirely sealed up with duct tape, which at first you assume is probably so the slugs can't get in. But he doesn't know that. But it turns out, uh, the gas on the stove yes. is on and the thank stove you. is open because he was trying to kill himself. Thank you. Thank you. Oh shit. Cause the whole time. Yeah. He pulls the duct tape off the door to open it. And then if you listen in the background, there's the subtle of the gas and he's fucking dicking around with this Zippo. Yep. And, uh, He's trying to kill himself. That's kind of fucking dart. Yeah. So what? I mean, the, if you just sleep there, the, the gas is going to do its job for you if you, don't, you, don't, if you don't, can't get the Zippo. Lift. Yeah, but he had his head in the fucking oven and on <laughs> the back. There's a no piece of tape. Funeral. No funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Must kill Mo. Wee! No, so let's, what's, what's the Not fucking. Not today, old friend. Not today. <laughs> when, they, when he calls the suicide hotline, it's like, put the new guy on. He's Here's the classic. That's it. Here's the legend. Give a chance of one of the newbies to talk to the old legend. Jesus fuck. Must kill Mo. Wee! Where's the suit? <laughs> okay, no, one better. Since we're just shooting from the hip and getting off kilter here. Prepare the mummy for his mystic voyage. <laughs> and his fucking millhouse covered <laughs> in vote for Quimby bumper stickers, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. No. Hard to clean this pot with it keeps spilling meat tenderizer on me. Oh, no, the lights. Great. Now I got to clean in the dark. All right. So, like, what's what's Detective uh, Cameron's reasoning here? Is because he already got revenge on the killer that killed his boo thing back in the day, or that he got to kill him twice? I, I assume that he killed him twice. He confessed it must be it nice. To killed him twice. To Spanky, and he's just got no more reason to live. But obviously, Spanky here needs his help. And he even seems like miffed like he's pissed that he's inconvenienced that he's got to go do this thing so he like sl- like closes the stove turns the fucking gas off while he's grabbing his shotgun that's yes, right <sighs> like uh, bitching the whole time while he's just getting his fucking coat and going for the wait door. hold up man uh i worked today a delivery driver is like we got two pallets on the shit and he had a fucking like jack daniels tattoo on his arm and i was like so uh clearly you're not a fan of jim beam and he just looked me dead in the fucking eyes he goes fuck jim beam and i'm like well where did uh where did jimmy touch you yeah would jim rape your sister or something yeah did he fucking bring you to evan williams fucking (laughs) stabbing cabin evan williams gravesite and bend you over the fucking uh headstone and just have his way with i'm a shoot i'm a shoot i'm a shoot (laughs) go ahead buddy all right so uh spanky has inadvertently foiled a suicide attempt Detective Cameron He's a hero! is uh, dressed for war. They head over to the police armory to borrow armory. a flamethrower from Dick Miller. Yes. 
while yes. the zombie dog from earlier is out making a ruckus by crashing a bus full of betas uh, and resurrecting them with brain slugs. And Did I, you see the, the fucking driver with the large Marge fucking eyes? Yes. <laughs> so that that happens in another movie. What is that? So the driver sees the dog and he's like, Ugh! and then he just has a large Marge fucking eyes like cartoonly bulge out of his head for a second as he overturns the it's, bus. It's in Twilight Zone, the movie, when oh! John Land or not, <laughs> ooh, not that part. Let uh, the midnight special shine, shine his light, light on me. me. Let the midnight. You want to see something really scary? You talking about that part? Yes, it's really scary. With a uh, fucking uh, 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 Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Um, yeah, and then he shows him fucking... Uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street remake. <laughs> Night of the Creepy Buttholes. It's a it's a Russian porno. Night speech. of the Seeping Buttholes. Starring only men. Seamen. <laughs> Seamen. Uh, Alright. Alright, so there's Dick Miller. Yay, Dick Miller! He gets to look down the barrel of Tom Atkins' shotgun. Oh, the, their back and forth is so funny, because it's like, you know they're boys and He's shit. He's like, oh, did you uh, just uh, hand over the proper requisite, and I'll get it's it for like, you. Oh, that's funny, and then he just like puts two in the chamber of the shotgun and points it at He's his like, face. He's like, that might be a problem. He's like, oh, if it's going to be a problem, it's going to be a problem in here. And he's like, yeah, I don't think so. I want to take a moment to talk about Dick Miller. Okay. Dick Miller is this fucking dude from everything. If you saw him, you fucking know him. He, he's, like, he's like Stan Lee. Yeah, yeah. He played Mr. Futterman in in the Gremlins, even though he played a very xenophobic Mr. Futterman in Gremlins, who allegedly died. He didn't. I respect him in part two because at least he puts forth the effort into changing himself, um, you know, to become a better person. And that is a lot more than I can say for a lot of dumb hicks around these parts. What the fuck? Very true. I know we see terrible shit. We're just joking. I like Dick Miller. Oh, did I you? like him in Chopping Mall. Oh, my God. Yeah, so what the fuck? Is, you know what? We'll save it for Chopping Mall because I want to do Chopping Mall. Oh, I'm excited to do Chopping Mall because there's a movie that, that is nothing. The title is one of probably the most misleading movies of all time unless you were like watching a title called hey let's watch people fuck and then like instead it's just like a bird documentary. oh sorry you get to see barb <laughs> yeah okay i mean you get to see barbara Crampton's babes no i'm not mad at it i'm not mad i love chopping mall is but it's not what you expect it to be right like with the movie pieces oh my god exactly... i just watched pieces the other night it's exactly how it sounds you know chopping mall is not at all how it sounds. No, it, it was originally called Murderbots. Also, everybody in pieces have the fucking bluest eyes. See, Murderbots or Killbots, I'm Killbots sorry. Kill sounds more like what you get. Yeah, okay. Hey, listeners, if you can think of any fucking horror movie where there's some maniac loose in a mall, like a slasher movie in a mall, other than the, the other Phantom, than Street, Fan, uh, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, which I've never seen, so I don't know if it counts. Because I'm not paying 40 bucks for some fucking Vestron gamble, you know? I feel Ugh. you there. I got a shelf full of those fucking regrets. All right, all right. Let's get back to this. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> all right. So, um, over at the Kappa house. a boy. Zombie Bradster knocks on the door. And who answers the door? Uh, it's the chick from... Uh, it's Suzanne Snyder. Thank you. From Killer Clowns from Outer Space and Return of the Living Dead 2. She's so fucking hot. Hey, fun fact. Did you know they shot uh, some of Halloween 3 in this neighborhood? I did not. No, because it never happened. 
<laughs> fun, fun fact. Did you know, go fuck yourself? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Good. All right. So uh, she's like, hey, Cindy, Brad's outside for you. Blah, blah, blah. So they go outside. She completely, like, she won't look him in the face because, or in the eyes, because she's obviously breaking up with him, which doesn't matter because he's a fucking zombie. So and she's really missing a big part of what's going on here. And breaking up is hard to do. And uh, he tries, he, he's like, he's like oozing slugs and letting them go. They're making it to the basement. He tries to shoot one into Cindy's mouth. Uh, before this can happen, Chris and Detective Cameron show up. Uh, Detective Cameron blows a hole in his fucking, I mean, just vaginas. His fucking face. I, there's dude. no real better term for yeah. it. It's it's straight head pussy. And Chris just burns it with a fucking with the flamethrower. So dope, dope combo. Suddenly <clears throat> the house is surrounded by dead betas, and Tom Atkins says that as he makes his way inside, he's like, I got good news and bad news, girls. The good news is your dates are here. The bad, bad news, news is they're, they're the dead. horrible whore. Now that it's Miller time. That's right. Detective Cameron works to defend the inside of the house while Chris and Cindy kill zombies on the outside. But more and more keep coming. You know what? I'm going to say it. Chris has a super annoying scream voice, but Cynthia and Chris make a really good team. Cindy kills a few with a flamethrower. Chris takes one out with a <clears throat> lawnmower. Yes! When they suddenly see that the rest of the slugs are moving into the basement of the house, where Cindy then remembers that there's brains being stored. Brains. So Chris then arms himself with a flamethrower, tells everyone to get out of the house, and heads downstairs with Cindy. Oh, hold up. Let me jump in because we're just burning through this real quick. So did you notice the only female creep is the cat mom, Gordon's mom? Uh, yeah, Ugh. because earlier when Gordon, you know, was dead ass screaming and, and uh, having the worm in his eye. Yeah. So I love his fucking 360 uh, grabbing the gun, just spinning around, shooting. I didn't really know how, like, how that would transcribe into the paper because I'm like, oh, Tom Atkins is like a, a cool big thing. shootout. <clears throat> right. This is watch the fucking movie. All right. Real talk. I want to tackle this. And I might have mentioned it earlier. Do you think this looks could go up your butt? No, they wouldn't enter your brain as fast as possible, I assume. So. I mean, is there a lifespan? Because you go bleep, 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 like a hamster fucking, you know, tube shit. Your intestines spread on for a while. All right, dude. You saw how fast those fuckers go. They're running. It's an open fucking They're running space, in kilometers dude. and shit. I don't know how fast they're going to transcend dude, all their fucking intestines. They're it's totally like miles of intestines in there. Nah, dude. It's like 30 feet or something. Um. Uh, We'll, we'll debate there, that on a smart. I'm pretty sure you could fucking wrap your intestines around the earth nine or ten times. I'm no doctor, and if you think I'm wrong, call. You told me you were Dr. Feelgood, and then you touched my hiney. <laughs> Dr. Feelgood. Call 704-666-2814. If you could think your intestines can wrap around all the world a bunch of times, or that I have fucking super long nipples or whatever, <laughs> dude, fucking get at me. But also, if you think we should market Night of the Creep butt plug slugs, get at us. At 704-666-2814. That's right. If you personally want to throw down $20 to Patreon invest in Night get of the Creep. the ground floor on these right. butt plugs. Of the Night of the Creep's butt plug slugs. <laughs> <laughs> get, get, get at it, boy. 
Not only are these for your pleasure, but they will also prevent any actual creep slugs from getting into your butthole. That's right, a.k.a. your Uncle Willie. Mm -hmm. It's for pleasure and safety. That's right, or Terry, the manager Mm -hmm. of Ikea. Mm -hmm. $20 can get you in on the ground floor. That's right, or I could just spray paint a condom and hot glue some googly eyes to my (coughs) dick. Yeah, moving on. No guarantees guaranteed. Allegedly. So, as Chris and Cindy have made their way to the basement, they find a giant hive of slugs, along with Detective Cameron, who is holding a can of gas and has his mouth taped shut to keep the brain slugs out. He then rips it off as he starts throwing gasoline all around the basement and begins to count down from 20 in the most so casual way. trying to tell me he had a can full of gas? handful of matches. Still no found out. Yeah, uh-huh. Just so casual. He doesn't, he doesn't explain his plan. He just starts throwing gas, and he's like, 20. 19 and fucking Rusty's 42. Like, hut, hut. I get it. Let's go. And so Rusty starts to count along with him. All right. But uh, do you know what Chris said? Well, earlier. No, he doesn't say until. Oh, thank you. Later. Thank you. Uh, so uh, as they begin to count down, Chris and Cindy get the hint and run out of the house. They are you in an OFT out of there where they make it to the street just as Tom Atkins begins to light. Uh, his uh, gas mess, and Chris looks at the house and says, one. Detective? Thrill, Thrill me. me. And drink. Boom goes the dynamite as the fucking house explodes. The brain slugs die. The world and Earth are saved. Or is it? As the fire department is putting out the house, we see a dead and smoking Tom Atkins. And when I mean smoking, I mean literally smoking and figuratively with a fucking cigarette in his mouth. As he walks his way over to the cemetery before he collapses and slugs burst from his brain and begin to scurry off into the graveyard as the naked alien spaceship shows up and starts to look for him. Turn around and stick a finger in Link's mouth. The end. Oh, you heard me say it. He woke up. All right. Or is it? Because this is not the ending I'm familiar with. That's right. There are two endings and we will talk about it when we get to the trivia. That's right. All right, so let's move on to the kill count. Do you kids want to see a dead body? So I tried to keep track of all the dead bodies, but as Nachos has pointed out several times in zombie flicks, like it's hard to count. Like, what is it? And they die, and then they come back, and they die again. Do they both count? It's like deadites, and you'll notice I didn't do any of my classic little one-liners because... I kind of save those more for slasher movies and shit, you know, this because non like this is indistinctive deaths. Here. I did. I'm coming back. I'm back again. I'm dead so, again. I'm black. I like I got to like in the 30s. I was like, this this feels incomplete. I'm missing something. So I, I just went to the Google and found a couple different lists. And, oh, and the Google. The Google. Together. Girl. Together. So I've got 40 here. So number one, four people killed off screen by the unnamed psycho that was mentioned on the radio. Oh, yeah. I guess he did kill a couple others. Number two, Pam stabbed in the head. Actually, I do have one for her. I guess she was a fan of Edge of the Axe. (laughs) (laughs) As a psycho. Uh, uh, Let's see. Number three is unnamed male psycho who was shot by Tom Atkins and then revived as a zombie. Number four was the alien uh, there in the spaceship. It's battery acid, you slime. Uh, number five was Johnny. His body was taken over by the creeps. I love that, like, every quintessential, you know, 50s character is Johnny this, Johnny that. Number six, unnamed male research student was strangled by zombie Johnny and then got the slug in his, in his mouth. Oh, the med student who looked nar-nar. Squash. seven was uh, zombie Johnny who died when the creeps uh, burst through his head. Head pussy. 
Uh, number eight was the cat, which was run over by a car. Oh, yeah. That's like, don't tell old girl because mm-hmm. she's going to be sad. And then revived as a zombie. Number nine, Mr. Fuck Miner. Body taken over by the creeps. That was the uh, uh, janitor. Running like uh, 40 miles per hour. Number 10 was Zombie Miner. Uh, oh. Who died when the creeps burst out of his head? Uh, and they go to they go to kill JC. Number yeah. eleven is a creep itself, which was set on fire by JC with the flaming book of matches. Number <laughs> that sounds like a musical. Uh, there was eleven. Number twelve was unnamed house mother stabbed in the head with the psycho with the, with a murder axe. What the? F- uh, whoa, whoa. Um, did you get your phone? What is going on? What's that's like Amber Alert? What is this? Today on May 12th at 10 a.m. on an island nine miles southwest of South City, two androids have appeared and they begin to destroy things. Oh, shit. Like, dude, hold up. Let's see if I can get some footage on my fucking lappy. Oh, shit. That amusement park is fucking gone. Oh, my God. So, yeah, there's like a like a blonde woman. And uh, it looks like a, a long-haired, uh, skinny emo kid. Trent Reznor-looking-ass motherfucker. Yeah, they're uh, flying around shooting lasers uh, from their hands. Taking pot shots? I don't... And doing kung fu? Oh, thank God. Okay. Uh, it looks like we might be all right. The Earth Special Forces have shown up. And no, it's 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 Yamcha and Krillin. Ooh. Ah. Mm. That's not good. Well, you know, you know, fuck that. You know what? As long as we got our boy Hercule... Mr. Satan in office, we're going to be fine. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I, I I weep for those in South City. I pity the fool. Let let's just take a moment for the people in South City. A moment of silence. A let's raise our silence. glasses. Uh. Oh, what it what is up with that one red balloon floating up? <laughs> Don't laugh, you fucking monster. This is a tragedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Real fun. Real fun. Forgot about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're laughing now. You know what? What What will Mr. Brief from the Capsule Corp say? This this tragedy is almost as bad as the attacks by the evil King Piccolo. Excuse me? Mr.? I don't believe he went to eight years of mechanical and medical school to be called Mr. Briefs. It's Dr. Briefs. All right? Mr. is his wife. Yo, that cat smokes. Oh, Scratch? Yeah. Oh, that cat smokes more than Roshi. Man, I just hope, like, Goku takes his heart medicine. (laughs) Hope he's okay. Yeah, I just hope he's good, man. And I I hope, like... Hope, like, a slug thing doesn't show up out of the future and start eating people with his ass. Yeah, like a Lord Slug? Oh, no. No, not that kind of slug. Oh, yeah, that'd be weird. Like a locust-looking green thing who just absorbs thing, people in his ass, androids. Like a mean green mother from outer space? Mm-hmm. It's mean and green? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I hope not. I, I, dude, I'm just going to say, that blonde chick, she's kind of cute, though. You think she's 18? That's all I need to know. All right, dude. I hope... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Got him! <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, whew. May, May 12th is the day uh, of the, the year when the androids show up, uh, when Trunks warns that the androids are going to show up. What the hiffle are you talking about? Today, May 12th at 10 a.m. on an island nine miles southwest of South City, two androids are going to appear. Is the warning he gives to the, the Earth Z Special Fighters. Forces or the Z Fighters. That's I actually right. prefer it when they were called Earth Special Forces. That sounds dumb as shit. 
No, dude. Dude, because Chaozu's from like a parallel dimension. Goku's is from fucking not, outer space. They didn't say they're from Earth. They are Earth's special forces. Look, dummy, get it right. Earth special forces. <laughs> and uh, dude, nobody knows what the fuck we're talking about. It's a DBZ thing. You know what? Matt Huey probably gets it because he's a virgin. <laughs> All right, so back to the fucking giant list of uh, dead people. I'm not even gonna go through the rest of this, dude. There's so many fucking things here. It's like 40 of them. Bunch of zombies, bunch of creeps, uh, some creepy zombies, a couple dogs, some bros. What's your favorite kill? Doesn't have to be human, but what's your fucking favorite kill? Oh, dude, man, I don't know. I love the idea of Pam getting hacked up because she says one of my favorite lines. I'll let you funnel my breasts, uh, which is something you often say to me. I know. Be allowed on uh, the show. You know what? Uh, working out. Is that a Grogu shirt? You know what it is, baby? I'm sorry. What? Who? I said it to fish you off. It's a motherfucking babay. The child. The child. The Gordon child. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, dude, I don't know. There's a lot of awesome shit in this movie, but head explosions, you know, creepy crawlies, dates to the prom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we talk about the alternate ending with the dog? We're going to get there. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Yes. All right. I picked Zombie Bradster. Oh, when, when, when the, puts one through the eyes and fucking split his head open. You know what, man? I'll give it to the dog spitting the fucking slug in his mouth. Dog, this look weird to you? Pink. <laughs> 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 so let's move on to some fucking trivia. Some stuff you should know. No hey. What seems to be your boggle? My boggle? Oh, I got a bit. The film has two endings, one of which was used for the film's theatrical release, and the other is the ending originally intended by director Fred Decker. In the theatrical version, the dog who caused the bus accident returns and approaches Cynthia. As Cynthia bends down toward it, the dog opens his mouth and goes jumps out towards her. The original ending shows Chris and Cynthia standing in front of the burning building sorority house uh, with the camera moving to the street where the police cars race towards the building. This is the one we talked about where you get the zombified Cameron who is smoking and shuffling down the street when all of a sudden slugs burst from his head and they head towards a uh, cemetery to essentially reanimate more corpses and create more fucking slugs. But now we got the Space Force! Now we get some uh, searchlights in the night Thanks, sky. Thanks, Donald Trump! Space Force! the source of them to be the aliens intending to retrieve their experiment. Oh, snap dizzle. If you saw the graffiti on the men's room where JC is trying to escape a number of slugs, one of them reads, Go Monster Squad! Wonder why. And last, see you later, Band-Aid Breath. Night of the Creeps wasn't the only Fred Decker script which included zombies attacking humans. Mm! Around 1988, he and his friend screenwriter Shane Black. Fuck yes! From Damn, Predator she got a big pussy. Fucking Damn, she got a big pussy. <laughs> Lethal Weapon fame. Worked together on writing a final draft of the script titled Shadow Company. It was Dude. actually the first script that Black wrote in 1984, a year before he wrote his first draft of Lethal Weapon. Dude. The script was to be an action horror film about a group of U.S. Special Forces soldiers who died during the Vietnam War. And years later, after their bodies are brought back to the 
uh, brought back to the U.S., the soldiers who were members of secret army experiments rise up from the graves as rotting, unstoppable zombies. The zombie soldiers would have raided the armory of a nearby army base, then proceeded to destroy the town in which they were buried, killing everyone in it and wiping it off the ground during Christmas night. Of course, the Shane mo- Black classic. The movie was going to be directed by John Carpenter sometime in 1989, produced by Walter Hill, who also did some uncredited work on the script, and Kurt Russell would have been starring in the main role, but it was never made. Sadly. How fucking awesome does that sound? My dick can only get so hard. Do you know how they brought him back from the grave? The Viet Nakronomicon. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid bitch. Fuck you, idiot. That's gold. Get fucked, nerd. <laughs> oh, you're doing a Ray Charles. You can't see it. He's like, yeah, yeah, wake up my head back up. <laughs> hey, I got a joke. All right, so a dude gets shipwrecked, and then a pirate ship picks him up kind of thing. It's like, ah, you're a pirate now. It's like, yeah, cool. It's like, so everything's cool, and they're doing pirates. They're doing pirate shit. They're shooting cannonballs, making people walk up the plank, you know, cutting off hands, getting little hooks and shit. And so dude says to the captain, he's like, yo, yo, Cap, I'm kind of horny. He goes, yar, so here's what you do. There's a barrel over there with a hole in it, and you stick your dick in it. But whatever you do, don't. Stick your dick on it on Tuesdays. Like, why is that? He goes, it's my day to be in the barrel. (laughs) (laughs) Yar. Yar. What's a pirate's favorite letter? Arr. No, it's actually C. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. I I got to go for it. All right. Horace Q. Quigley, right? Known for jumping off of very tall things and landing into very small amounts of water. Now we are at the 1909 World's Fair. Horace Q. Quigley is going to jump off a 300-foot high dive and land in a one-gallon bucket of water. What's that in kilometers? Don't worry about it. 900 feet. Gotcha. So he climbs up the fucking kilometers. high tower. And he is looking down. He is devastated. This is the highest he's ever made it. He's never ever tried to attempt to jump before. And the crowds are all down at the bottom cheering on him. And Horace makes the leap. He makes the jump. He sticks it, lands it straight in the bucket. No questions asked. The crowd goes wild. Problem is, is Horace couldn't swim and he drowned. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. <laughs> all right. I want to I want to introduce a new bit before we even get into any of this. Who's the MVP in this movie? Mm. Who's the MVP in this movie? You know what? I got to say Captain Crutches. I got to say JC because he explained what the uh, creep slugs did. In the interrogation, he said, go to the formal. I'd rather have my brain get invaded by, uh, invaded by slugs from our monsters from outer space or some <laughs> shit. All right. I mean, he's the he, best written character in this film. And he also uh, explains uh, the best way to kill him with heat, with fire. Yeah, that's right, with meat vision. So I would say he's the MVP. All right, I appreciate your answer, but also it's cool to be wrong sometimes. I mean, the obvious answer is Tom Atkins. Adoy. Yeah. That's any movie he's in. Okay. It's the movies he's not in. <laughs> Who's the best in Escape from L.A.? Tom Atkins. He's not in it, but whatever. Tremor 7, boom. Tom Atkins. Right. Uh, so we breaking it down? We doing the breakdown? Uh, yeah, so let's move on to the final thoughts. Well, what do you know? I asked for final cuts. And I got it! <laughs> so, not just tell us what you liked, what you didn't like, what you might change, and then give us your rating. One out of ten, whatevers. All right. Um, dialogue? 
10, gore, 10. This movie's a straight up 10. There's no way around it. We get the boobs, we get the gore, we get the silly, we get the fun. We get a fucking mixing pot of genres. Because straight out the gate, you get sci-fi, you get 19... You get 1950 shit. You get 80s everything. I mean, you even get a fucking slasher in this. This movie's all over the place. It fucking rules. I give this movie 10 slug vomiting dogs out of 10. Uh, what about you, Cincinnati, Jeff? Well, I have to agree with my co-host here. The movie is such a fun trip from start to finish. The plot is so silly but refreshing to fit in during a decade of Freddy, Jason, and Mikey that you just have to appreciate something different. You have pretty much every B-movie sci-fi horror trope from the 50s that you can have, and you can tell that Fred Decker really loved it because if I'm having this much fun watching it, you can bet it was 10 times more fun to write and direct it. You are never bored with what's going on, and this is something you don't find too often. The movie is not as busy, but it's not too busy. I I will say that it has gore. It is lighter than I like, but like the scene where the betas are coming out of the bus, one dude is missing his feet. He's fucking dragging himself, leaving his blood trail on the road. Let me jump beautiful. And you get the one zombie who's missing an entire face who's like featured in some of the cover artwork and posters later. As he should be. Uh, Fun fact. Greg Nicotaro and fucking uh like two thirds of the K and B are make cameos in this movie. Also, what the fuck is okay? They're college kids, so that dude could totally have a mustache and look like. He's oh my god, these fucking betas look like they're in their thirties. They oh. go for their doctrines. Do 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 do. I was at the bar the other night. Some chick thought I was twenty five. How drunk was she? What kind she, of drugs was she? She on? was the bartender. <laughs> Uh, so and she poured me a bucket of bleach to drink. I I love the barely famous cast, which makes it all the better in my opinion. With this type of movie, you're not looking for serious acting or serious sequences. You should know what you're getting into. But if you need someone to be taken seriously, Tom Atkins is going to be that guy for you. Every no, Tom Atkins takes it seriously. Line of dialogue he delivers is brilliantly fun and with such poise that you can't help but quote it afterwards. We still say thrill me, thrill me. Thrill me. Thrill me. Look, this movie is great. The cast is great. The action is great. It's just fucking great. I give this movie 10 thrilled me's out of 10. Did you hear about uh, Tom Atkins? He he got Manscaped to trim up his fucking mustache, and it cut his upper lip off. Allegedly. Don't even say. Allegedly. Don't even, don't bring that evil in here, Ricky Bobby. Don't even say that about <laughs> Tom Atkins. Any other mustachioed man, I'm fine with. Mario Mario. Tom Atkins lip off. from Creepshow. Don't. <laughs> Tom Atkins from The Fog. Tom Atkins and Creepshow get attacked by a lawnmower 4.0, and that's why he has no mustache in the movie. Is that true? Allegedly. <laughs> All right. You got anything else to add, buddy, before we uh, close the night out? Uh, Dude, I don't know. I want to talk about a bunch of shit. Uh, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do for the next movie? What are we doing? What are you thinking? Visiting hours. Visiting hours. Uh, when, when are visiting hours? Who's all in that? Oh, dude, Michael Ironside. Yes. Uh, William Shatner. Chat. There's a hospital. Oh, is that building with all the windows? Uh, yeah, but don't call me Shirley. Okay. Are we done? Yeah. All right. All right, uh, buddy. Guess what? Uh, hi, Mal. Uh, big swigs, and always stay, stay spooky. spooky. Throw me, bitch. <laughs>